It would be your Teddy Roosevelt. Well, I was going to say, instead of calling it a Benjamin, or it's all about the Benjamins, it would be, it's all about the Roosevelts. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the Roosevelts. Yeah, there you go. It would make that song meaningless for future generations. They'd be like, well, what on earth is all about the Benjamins? What, what is yeah, that? You know, I'm sure that's... Yeah, because they Roosevelts now. Those are the most common dollars, right? I mean, or we could just come up with, like, a new, like, dollar, like the $6 bill. Who's on the two dollar bill? It's Adams, uh, John Adams. Yeah, I don't know. The three dollar is uh, Bill Clinton. No, the three dollar bill is Fred Durst. <laughs> is it? <laughs> we should come up with a new like dollar bill, like the twelve dollar bill, or something like random. You know? You got change the for a twelve dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so inconvenient for everybody do you have change for a 17 dollar bill well what do you want it in a one five a ten yeah one a two dollar bill i got a two dollar bill yeah. here the, wow, the, the 13 dollars and 50 cent bill dollars <laughs> and 50 cent and then it's andrew jackson and it's just like him and it's all rough riders <laughs> he's all giving you a middle finger in the middle of it and you have, yeah. so the whole time they have to like right a little text they're trying to well they're trying to put the uh the money in the drawer and it's bigger it's got to be bigger than the traditional bill so it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. inconvenient thicker. Yeah, yeah thicker too and yeah. so they have to like fight to get it into the drawers or like get new drawers that will accommodate this new bill or like yeah open like a new register just to put the theodores in the roosevelt <laughs> it's all like a like rectangle or it's not even a rectangle it's like a square money so it's <laughs> <laughs> all it's so obnoxious <laughs> yeah well they the did that with the um <laughs> i would argue that they did that with the sacagawea dollar remember they made like a whole new currency so that they could yeah. put sacagawea's ass on a coin and yeah so yeah, if we right. were to make a square roosevelt that equals 13 dollars and 50 cents <laughs> Like, I don't think people would be able to argue with us. Like, like they wouldn't be able to argue the absurdity of it. Because yeah. somebody minimum at some point... Has a bill, right? The minimum wage, there's an actual bill for there it. There you go. That's perfect. Right? Because then, yeah, that'll be the trade-off. We'll be like, okay, listen, we'll raise... We're not doing $15 because that's retarded. You don't deserve $15. But we'll go thirteen fifty. And, yeah, $13.50. And how we're going to do it is we're going to issue them on these new, uh, this new legal tender. It's a, it's like half the size. Well, it's like, what, two, like two-thirds the size of the do, the traditional dollar bill. Yeah, but and it's square, not square, rectangle. Right. And then, and then it's worth $13.50. So for every hour, they'll just hand you one of these roosevelt's and you'll you know and yeah. people will start saying oh time to go hit the old salt mine make a couple roosevelt's yeah. you know yeah. it'll be a thing yeah you would literally be stacking roosevelt's yeah <laughs> in roosevelt's dog and then do you yeah. think that would affect um like it would be inconvenient i think for uh stripping right yeah. I, you know you go into a strip joint and surely there's occasional, you know, there's like maybe the chick that you want to tip her well, you tip her a 10, right? That might happen. It's, it's happened in the past, I'm sure. Yeah, some sure. Of the, some of the high class uh, institutes that are institutions uh, of, of uh, scantily clad women, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might throw a $10 bill into the G-string, but you don't you don't want to put a 20 in because that's a little too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you put a Roosevelt in, right? Throw a Rose- yeah, you could make it rain Roosevelt's. Yeah. That's actually more eloquent sounding than, than raining Benjamin's. You rain, do the, the... No, you'd have to do the rain a different method because, you know, raining, you, you do the... Like that, you know? It would get so caught on your like fingers, yeah. Square money. So maybe you could fold it and like throw it like ninja stars better. Because if it's square, it'd be easy to make a ninja star. The origami. But yeah. Yeah. Do some yeah, like origami yeah. with the square paper. I, I want to have a bill where it's like a really offensive to somebody, you know? Like it pisses them off when they have to use it or something. Like they reach in their pocket and they look at the bill and it's got like somebody that they hate, you know? And they're just like, <laughs> every time, like every time they look at that square bill, like Trump. Could you imagine if Trump was on like a bill, like how pissed off? <laughs> They'd be so mad every time they had to reach into their pocket for that bill. So be awesome. To be fair, um, and to look at this objectively, that's how I would feel if they put Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Which is kind of how oh, we yeah. started this conversation. People yeah, in the chat aren't familiar with that. So that we're <laughs> kind of like we're going to. Well, I mean, we're not going to be because, frankly, I don't think they're going to switch, uh, take Jackson off the twenty, but um, or put Harriet Tubman because I think that's honestly the whoever floated that idea. Can you imagine how like bereft of original ideas they were? Yeah. Like the conversation came up and nobody had prepared for it. It was like somebody watched that movie Harriet and yeah. they were like know what we should do <laughs> we should put harriet tubman on a dollar bill or something like after they watch the movie they're all crying they've got like tears this movie deserves an academy and then the other like feminist is like you know what we should do we should petition <laughs> right like harriet tubman and, and, and yeah. like so here's the like, thing come on. and then there's a the guy back there that's like come on right yeah well see the way i was imagining it was somebody said Somebody brought to my attention this whole thing with Andrew Jackson owning slaves and him being on the $20, as if he was the only one on the on any currency yeah. that had slaves. They all did, with the exception of, I think, Lincoln, maybe. I, like, I know he wasn't crazy about slavery, but he also hated black people. What uh, about you, S. Grant? Did he have slaves, I bet? He's I, on the I think so, because as I recall... Like even the Confederate, or I'm sorry, the two generals in charge of the Confederacy and the Union, they were both like, "Listen, if it meant like totally avoiding this, I would just give in to whatever." Because frankly, like I just don't want to do yeah. this. Like I don't want to do this civil I, war. Um, my uh, my, uh, you know, I have this girlfriend now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, her name is. Uh, sh- Darren. Darren? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's in the chat. So she's, she's, I think she's going to start watching our show. So I, I thought uh, when you do the shout outs, make sure to mention, you know. Oh, yeah. I should, be, I should be writing all this down, all these people. Yeah. But, be a but good let, call. Me, let me finish, right? Let me, let me finish my joke. Because it's so, so, it's so rare that I have a joke, right? That I think I can okay, deliver. Right. <laughs> normally, normally right. I have to read it. Uh, but so the way I saw it was they were like, hey, I, you know, this, this talk of this racist Andrew Jackson being on the 20, 
I think we need to address it. Who do we put on this? Who do we put on the $20 bill in place of Andrew Jackson? And not a single person had ever considered this concept, right? Because they just, no one cares. Nobody looks at money and goes, this is racist. This money is disgusting because it's got a, it's got a slave owner on it. Nobody has ever thought Yeah, I that. don't want this money. How oh, dare oh. you give me a oh. bill some racist icon on it. Uh, oh, this has lost all value to me because it's got a racist on it. Me, like it's, yeah. it's a piece of paper that actually means nothing, frankly. Yeah, really. Um, it's not even based on gold standard anymore. It's on this fiat thing, which is stupid. And that's a whole other thing that I'd like to talk about in a moment. But like nobody had ever thought about this prior to. So they're all sitting around Congress. I assume it's Congress that's having this discussion. And they're like, well, who would we put on the 20 instead? And nobody has a single good idea. And then the one crotchety black, well, there's a lot of them, but like one crotchety black lady in Congress stands up and she says, I think we should put Rosa Parks on it. And oh, nobody listens because it's a crotchety black lady. And they're right. like, oh, that reminds me, uh, black ladies, let's just do, who's the something slavery? Uh, 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 and it's like, it's a white guy at this point. And he's like, um, fucking, <laughs> What's uh, that lady's Harriet Tubman. Who, right yeah. she did something for the blacks and then like you know this is a time before wokeness right so nobody cares right. when you say blacks instead of african americans yeah, it's like she did something for the blacks right and then everyone's like yeah okay whatever you like and nobody knows who harriet tubman is i mean people could probably tell like oh she was involved in the underground railroad uh right and then but then nobody knows what the underground railroad is so it's just a very like complex situation where like fuck it that's a name that we associate with positive uh, advancement for African Americans, right? So let's just move forward with that. It's somebody says it on CNN and then it spreads like the wildfire. And I guarantee you, if you ask just anybody on the street, just go up to any old body on the street and say, hey, tell me about Harriet Tubman, they won't be able to, to any degree of accuracy beyond what I just said. Oh, but you, I mean, so in all fairness, not many people know many things. I, I talked about this with my dad today. Like, he was all confused. Like, why? Like, we were talking about, I know this is a segue, too. We were talking about um, movies recently and how they're rebooting everything. And, like, Disney has, like, literally no original titles anymore. Aside from Pixar, all of their movies are, like, reboots and, yeah. like, you know, things that, that have, you know, prior content, right? Like, Marvel all have, like, reference work, right? So it's all just like crap coming out. And my dad was like, why do they keep doing that? And and he's we've been watching Fargo, right? Like I'm all finished up with it, but he's catching up. And he's all, it's so cerebral and it's such a smart show. And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, why can't there be movies like this? And I go, well, there is. I go, but, you know, that's not what the common denominator wants. They don't want cerebral. You know, when <clears throat> when we go to pitch movies, the goal is to be able to pitch it to like a third grader. And that's no joke. Like that's how they go. Look. You don't want to use like these complicated words in your titles. You got to make it simple so the populace can understand. And that like says a lot about society, like how how intelligent they are, and like really like what is like what is the level of intelligence like of the common denominator? Let's be honest. You know, at least in America, is there some statistic that anybody knows? I guarantee you, it's not college level. Am I ranting? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what's that quote by George Carlin where he says, "The av your like uh, your average person 
is dumber than uh, gosh, I, I, and I don't want to ruin the quote because because it's a funny quote. I'll come up with it while we're while we're talking, and I'll I'll, I'll jump in and I'll say it. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, but that was the other thing that I wanted to talk about. People when they talk about, uh, I actually had a friend who who no longer talks to me anymore because I <laughs> I was shitting on Black Lives Matter back before shitting on Black Lives Matter was cool. Uh, and like he got so yeah. mad and I think actually based on the topic of um, Charlottesville it was Charlottesville which we'll talk about tonight I'm sure uh, and he at one point he said so why are you so invested in fiscal conservatism and I said well I just don't think it it does our you know future generations my children my future grandchildren any good uh, to just dump all this extra debt on them Right, we're at twenty trillion dollars, twenty some, several, you know, probably twenty closer to twenty five. It's been a long time since I've looked at it because I've been avoiding it because uh, it gives me anxiety. We're dumping like tens of trillions of dollars on our great grandchildren, right? That they're going to ultimately have to pay. And really, you know, when people use that excuse, well, you know, we're dumping it on our grandchildren, our great grandchildren. That's not true because half of our debt that we have now is owed to the American people. If you look yeah. up where the debt comes from, and when we talk about these trillions of dollars that are uh, we're in the deficit, um, we are actually pulling from a lot of our socialistic programs, which kind of goes to make the argument for me that socialist yeah. programs are stupid. Social Security, <laughs> Medicare, Medicaid, all those all, all those programs that you have been paying into on your income tax and all these other taxes. Uh, they're not going to be there for you. Just yeah, FYI. isn't it going to be completely worthless? Like Social Security no. is just going to be worthless to us. Like you and I specifically are not going to benefit at all from Social Security. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we're not going to. We'll never be able to get into it. And now you're starting to see uh, people who are applying for it. You see, like even in the last several years, it used to be you retired at 60, and then it was 62, and I think we're up to 65 now. Like you have to like every year it gets or every few years. I'm sorry it gets a little bit further. And then their argument for that is, oh, well, life expectancy is higher, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when in reality, it's just the money's not there. The government dipped their hands into that pot and took that money and put it into other shit that they didn't need to put it into. And so, yeah. like... Toilet seats and... Yeah. TV. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just because they've they spoiled themselves for so long that now they're like well that's just how much we need when in reality they're just you know as somebody who used to work in logistics in the government i can tell you that every quarter they were like hey we have this much money left we need you to spend it because otherwise they're not going to give us that money next quarter and at the end of the fiscal year it was the same thing except it was a bigger pot they'd say hey here we have this much money uh, i know you you know like i had forty five thousand dollars spending limit every month when I was uh, when I was at Fort Knox, yeah, and I could just I spend it on all sorts of crazy shit because I was the brigade supply sergeant, and right. so anything that they wanted, they got, and it was some crazy stuff. Like at some points, they were like, "Well, listen, we're coming up on the end of the year. You spend the most money." And I had never been I had been audited countless times, and never never got gigged because my books were clean. They always went after me because I had the biggest books i had the biggest budget 
And uh, so they would always go after me looking to see if they could catch something. And they never did. They always found, like, my books, my accounting was flawless. And, uh, you know, humble brag or whatever. But then yeah. I got, then I ended up like becoming. Like Ben Affleck and the accountant, right? Yeah, I used to sit there and, like, rub my leg with a stick like I was autistic. <laughs> um, that's that. It's so weird. Uh, it's well, all rubbed his leg with a stick. Yeah, and, like, that sound it makes when it's grinding against the shin. And, like, playing, like, death metal in the background yeah. while he's doing it. Yeah, well, that's that um, sensory, that sensory stuff. You gotta have that, uh, whatever, anyways. That's uh, for autistic, right? Autistic people or whatever? Yeah, they have to have, like, that's why, like, uh, people who are going into, like, an autistic, um, I don't want to call it an autistic rage, like, it's something that uh, is, is whatever. I mean, autistic people are highly functioning in most cases, and, and especially, like, people with Asperger's and all that. Uh, they could be highly functioning. Asperger's? Yeah, that's a higher form or a, a form Asperger's. Of... That's not what it's called. It's not Asperger's. called Asperger's. Yeah. Like ASS, like burgers, <laughs> no. like hamburgers. No, there's an E and a P and all sorts of other stuff. So no, so it's as, a... Asperger's. Asperger's. Who came up with that word? Like, didn't anybody think like that doesn't sound like a good word? You know, His name it's like was when they John like Ass. Kitty. Uh, he thinks the person that named Lake Titicaca was like giggling when he was <laughs> when they were in the meeting. They're just all, "What should we call this lake that we found over in the corner?" And the dude's just like, "Hee hee hee." Let's call it uh, Lake <laughs> Booby Butt Cheeks. <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 no. That's not gonna work. Lake Titicaca. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one. Oh yeah, uh, Tyron. Uh, and I'm gonna Dragon Kaiser in the chat said two point or twenty seven point nine trillion is the current deficit. Yeah, the deficit. Um, but yeah, I said, deficit. So my argument was, well, I don't want to dump that on my great grandkids, and without even considering myself in that equation, because I know I'm not gonna get Social Security, whatever. Uh, but I said I don't want to put that on them, and it's only going to get bigger. It's exponentially gotten bigger since Bush took office, and this this twenty year war that we've been in, wars that we've been in, and so that was my argument. And he said, "Why are you worried about money? It's not even real." Yeah. And I said, "And he, this guy's an ultra ultra liberal." And I said, "Well, yeah, that okay. certainly explains your guys's." Uh, lack of concern over fiscal responsibility and why you're just like throwing money at everything there's a certain degree of realism to the money it's not like there because it creates you know then you've got the economy to factor in inflation all this bullshit uh, so there is some degree of reality to the money and importance of not becoming venezuela by just you know <laughs> rapid printing yeah. money or whatever to the yeah, point just where keep it's it's worth less than World of Warcraft money, right? <laughs> you um, go online and you like to have people farm you money. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then people Pay are just dynamite. it's so ridiculous. And and so my argument to him was, well, then if so, if money's not real, and we're not worried about money meaning anything and being backed up by anything, and having any kind, and we can just freely like increase the welfare programs that we have because the money doesn't have any backing or any purpose why do we tax why taxes and he didn't have an answer for that because i'm like Let, let's be real if if it doesn't matter why not just print more money let people keep the money that they have in their pocket and then you know just print out more money when you need it yeah. for these socialist yeah, programs give money to everybody just give it keep giving it away if it's worthless 
and and he didn't have an answer for the man that probably doesn't understand (laughs) doesn't understand finances entirely like in general you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not sure i i don't know who you're talking about but my theory is he probably doesn't understand finances like at all no well he was a very smart guy i'm sure he still is a smart guy um i haven't talked to him in four years probably uh but well three years i guess but very smart guy, very intelligent man, uh, captain in the army, and but he was in Signal. So nowhere in his degree plan, in his background, his, his degree plan was, he was a West Pointer uh, who went, um, I think his studies were in like communications. So he, very intelligent guy, just no grasp on responsibility, you know, <laughs> yeah. fiscal responsibility whatsoever. And, and he was just very like, so brainwashed by this whole social justice uh, Hispanic guy, Puerto Rican guy um, and he was just so worried about and if you've ever been to Puerto Rico or if you've ever looked at Puerto Rico you know it's a dump and I, it's just a fact uh, the cities are run down we have forgotten about Puerto Rico as a country mm-hmm. it's not one of our states but it's it's something that I guess we should probably be responsible for but unfortunately, it US territory, right? US territory. Yeah, it's a U.S. territory, and that's well, why um, people who are born in Puerto Rico are Americans by default. The same way that you would, which is interesting as well, because you would think that some of these people coming over from Cuba or from Mexico, the wet foot, dry foot argument, you'd think they'd go to like Puerto Rico instead. They could be a little sneakier and then have their kid there, and then be like, "Oh, well, you know, I was born here." Uh, but we've neglected it entirely and that's not to say oh america you fucked up it's also a lot on the ground like the government officials remember back when that hurricane hit and all that water was delivered on pallets and the mres and all that food and all that stuff was delivered and the people on the ground they were wearing shirts like i can't breathe i'm dying i'm save me or whatever and they were doing publicity stunts but like all the water was behind them in the warehouse and then they fucking found out that uh, all these warehouses they just forgot about them they just left all this water and shit out so there's a lot of government corruption that's going on in Puerto Rico but at the same time we've absolutely there's no denying that we've to some degree neglected our responsibility as a as a uh, owner our ownership of Puerto Rico and for that reason yeah. Puerto Rico yeah uh, Puerto. <laughs> but yeah it's yeah. I mean if you look at it it's a disaster and I should like to be as suave as those Puerto Ricans though yeah they are those Puerto Ricans they're pretty suave man they know how to like tango or yeah salsa or I get more ass than woo the, the lady farmer. <laughs> <laughs> good one uh, hey I was working on that one all week I actually wrote it down um but yeah so, so he was Puerto Rican, and so he comes from that background, and that was my defense of like the racist shit that I was about to say was I had to be like, ah, oh, America, so we kind of <laughs> neglected it. No, uh, but he came from that background where like it's very much like what you remember from like the bad scenes of Scarface, where he's like in the shower and the chainsaws going to town on the dude. Oh yeah, um, I kill for fun, man. Okay, <laughs> kill for fun. Yeah, that's just that's that's life in Puerto Rico, and um, yeah, he came from. He's that. like, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> he came from right? that and thought he needed to uh, to push that agenda of like we need to take Wait, care of everything. Are you telling everybody. me that Scarface was Puerto Rican? No, he was Cuban. Oh, okay. I, but, I don't know. I but haven't that's seen Miami, him 
And I remember he does that thing at the end with the cocaine where he like rubs his face. <laughs> it's like I always say my favorite parts in movies are never what you'd expect. When he like puts his face in the cocaine, yeah. and just like <laughs> it's like a big, <laughs> you know, a they, big uh, he used right way to go out. I mean, he went out in a blaze of like coked out glory. <laughs> just like just stuck his face in some cocaine and then you know broke out the what was it an AK-47 and then just <laughs> no it was an AR-15 or it was an it was an M-16 no he says say hello how does he do it say hello to my little friend that guy <laughs> like when yeah. uh, I like when George George Lopez does the impression like every movie that he's ever done he has to do an impression of Scarface and it's not very good <laughs> It's, yeah. You know, just I'm I'm just leveling. Remember, I told you the other day I didn't realize that George Lopez was a comedian uh, or a funny actor <laughs> until like Balls of Fury or whatever. And I said, why is he doing a comedy? Like he's like, <laughs> like kind of like when with Joe Pesci when he went to uh, Home Alone, and you're like, why is he in a comedy? It was like new yeah, and yeah. interesting and kind of like crazy. And Robert De Niro and Meet the Meet the Parents. You're like, oh wow, he's like really going out of his range for this one. That's what I saw when I saw Balls of Fury. I'm like, wow, George Lopez is really stepping out there and trying to change up his image, I guess. And my wife was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, he's normally like in serious movies, like he's normally the serious guy. And she's like, no, he's always the comedian. He's always the comic relief. I said, no, not no. I'm talking about George Lopez, not Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, I said George, George Lopez. Ever funny? <laughs> he's not. I said. So I went back. I'm like, no, he's never like he's not ever been. He's never been funny. He's never done a funny role. And if he has, like, I totally missed it because I've never found George Lopez funny. Like, not once has he said something where I'm like, that's a funny, uh, good one, uh, or like chuckled to myself or Remember anything. Remember, he's the mayor on Reno 911. No, <clears throat> I didn't know that. He's not even funny on that. It's just no. annoying. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, all right, George Lopez, okay. Cool. Does he just do the traditional like? Well, it's like he's the interchangeable with Mind of Bencia. Like neither of them are funny, and they just are like Mexican, right? Carlos Mencia. Remember him? Carlos Mencia. Like I like. Same as much thing. As he, same thing with Carlos Mencia. Like not funny at all. But then like Dave Chappelle takes off, and they're all we'll put Carlos Mencia in his slot. Remember that? And it was like what is this crap that like just took over Dave Chappelle's show like yeah like not all scaled close to that you know if you watch and here here's my argument for why I thought Carlos Mencia was the same thing uh because I watched his first stand-up special and if you like his first one on Comedy Central and I I think I tuned into it like this is back when I was like real big into stand-up comedy and I tuned into it and it was like a little ways a couple minutes into it and the dude's already going and i'm like what am i watching like is this some kind of um political campaign like i was young and i was like is this some kind of just the news what am i watching here because he was talking and i'm like this is not funny but maybe i was like maybe it's the daily show maybe it's just like a little bit more mature than i'm whatever and i just i, I couldn't get into it and at the end of it I don't know if you ever saw it, and, and maybe this will jog your memory. He's got like a picture of a, or he's got like a big stand-up cutout of a house behind him during the stand-up mm-hmm. special. And at the very end of it, he doesn't even do a joke, and that's like your big flourish. That's your moment to like leave an yeah, impression, yeah. right? This dude says something, and I'm, I'm 
trying to my best to remember it. He goes something along the lines of like, and I'm going to leave you with this. Just remember. Just remember. And then he like walks off stage. And that was his big ending. And I was wow. like, I was like, okay, so this wasn't, and then it all of a sudden it does the do 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 with the blue screen and shit where it's like Comedy Central presents Carlos Mencia. And I'm like, what? I was like, that was not a funny, like, what, when did stand up start? When did it go from like stand up comedy to a stand up like slam poetry session? Because I'm not yeah. interested in what I just saw. I feel, I feel like stand ups are just like fail nowadays. Like, like and and that was like you know obviously that's pretty terrible like what you just explained and i've seen other comedians on like comedy central specials and they're terrible especially now now that there's like everything is offensive to people oh, yeah. like you watch comedy central stand-ups now and you're like where are the jokes like what <laughs> what is this and then like you know like guys like us we grew up with like Chappelle and like norm mcdonald that are like hilarious like like norm mcdonald like i can't even watch him like tell a joke without laughing through the <laughs> right. entire joke like he doesn't even get to the punchline and you're still laughing and you're going that's what the joke was there's the zinger right and you're still la same with dave chappelle dave chappelle is hilarious but then you have these like nobodies show up and they're like politically correct like there's no humor because as we know there are three types of humor and one of them the main one is at somebody's expense <laughs> like it's either your expense or it's somebody else's self-deprecation or somebody else that's humor you know we're gonna laugh at the stupidity of others it's superiority don't let me don't get me ranting about comedy and why it's important to be superior to people in comedy because i will rant about it you know you know it's funny like though like you maybe i can see that being being true but me coming on 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 this program and like holding up the you know i am a flag waver for comedy like i am the i am the the shining example of what comedy is and you have to listen to me because i know comedy uh that that couldn't be further from the truth but um i will say you hold a little bit more water on that front than i do uh and i think with that i appreciate that we uh oh i guess i should probably do the the shout outs yeah we're right on the nose today yeah we that was pretty a good, good. That was a good segue, and we didn't even really yeah. prepare that uh, duologue. We just continued talking yeah. about. No, like we're really prepared today at all. Like, no, let's like, not. Let's deal, dog. <laughs> we should. We should probably warn them that we did zero yeah. preparation for this. But we'll do that after I do the shoutouts and we do the shots. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us in the chat and being an active participant in the chat. To the following people. Mike in Manitoba, who, who made sure to be first in the chat today and like announce himself present first and <laughs> foremost so that I would say his name first is what I assume. What a guy. Uh, Jurassic Weave, I love God, which I love saying because it's true. It's like I'm saying a statement and I'm welcoming someone to the chat. Uh, Jake Hoob, who could forget? Justin yeah, Wilker, Let's Fish Already, JC Braun, Tyrant. Now, now I'm like I said, I'm going to mess this up tyron drakenkaiser uh, i'm doing pretty <laughs> good awesome. actually i think it's like a boss name in a video game yeah i feel like he's the final boss at the uh at the mall <laughs> or whatever <Yeah. laughs> um critter me timbers megabit jadogi and of course Sharon. yeah Sharon. 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 
Don't forget, Jake uh, Boop mentioned that we should also not forget to address the FBI coon in the chat. Oh, yeah. We we got, oh, and welcome to the chat, FBI. FBI. Yep. <laughs> NCIA, <laughs> NSA, ATF. Uh, he's all. Who else? He's all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think he knows we're really listening. <laughs> Do you think they know? Like, every once in a while, you just got to look off screen and pretend like you hear them. Did you hear that? Did you hear yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Uh, so, Al the Edge. Dude, we have a fed. And the shot, Tom. I'm doubling back to make sure I... And, and to all those who are listening who can't talk in the chat, uh, you know, welcome <laughs> to you guys as well. You know, we love you. So, uh... Just the same. I love the Tyrant Tyrant Dragon Kaiser. Correctamundo. <laughs> I love that line. That's one of my favorite lines. I always say my favorite. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I like to say Perfectamundo too. I like that one. What is the What is the Big Kahoon? Is that Big Kahuna Burger? <laughs> Would you mind yeah. if I had it? <laughs> no, it's all yours. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Can I have a, a, a sip of your tasty beverage? Um, he drinks the whole thing. <laughs> you know, like, so it's just slurping ice. Yeah, I was gonna say from the beginning, it's it almost sounds—it almost sounds like he's already drank it. Like they added the sound effects later, and they're like, "We don't have—we don't really know what it sounds like when you drink from a full cup, but we want people to know that he's not just sitting there with his lips on a straw." So they—they <laughs> they make the slurping at the end of the cup sound like right when he gets it off the bat. So like. Whoever the sound stage guys are, like they just, there are some parts in that, like there's some parts in every movie that if you watch and you listen for, the, this is sound stage guys, right? The ones that make the sounds yeah. after the, after the. They're fact. called, uh, they're called Foley artists. There you Foley. go. Foley. Uh, those guys sometimes yeah, you'll, you'll art- catch something. Foley guys, they're artists. Like yeah. if you ever watch, if you ever get a chance to watch any of the extras on Men in Black, the Foley artists on Men in Black are like, they're G's, dude. Like these are guys that like. You're going, that's how they made that sound. And it's not something you ever would have thought like or wondered, like, I wonder what that sound is. <laughs> what they did, like the lightsaber, like isn't the lightsaber like a big like wire that somebody like brushes metal against, right? Well, like maybe. it's a combination of that. And then like the T-Rex on Jurassic Park is like a combination of like a bunch of different yeah. creatures, right? That's a what Foley artists figure out, man. They're, they're, they have to like sit there and figure out what sound. You ever do that, like sit in your house and like think of like a sound and all of a sudden you're like, you know what that sound like? Or like you make a sound <laughs> effect with your mouth and you're just <laughs> like, you ever sit at home making sound effects? I do, well, I'm not so, an aspiring filmmaker. Making so weird sound. I'm not an aspiring yeah. entertainer or anything. So I don't think about all that stuff that goes into it. I do watch the videos though occasionally that, that come up on, um, on Facebook where it's like, here's some, some neat, thing that we filmed or whatever that maybe you knew about but probably you didn't because it's some like small <laughs> aspect of of life that you just don't care about yeah. um and yeah. one of them because you know it's like the, the unsung heroes of every day or what you know they're trying to find who's the unsung hero of yeah, 2021 yeah. or whatever and i so they just make everybody a hero ah fuck it you know uh, the people who pulp paper you guys are heroes we're gonna talk now we're gonna like talk you guys up just like uh you know people everybody in the medical field is a hero not the people who are necessarily like in the er or in the hospital treating or in the icu are the heroes who are legitimately saving lives even the 
the the the I don't I don't know the, the janitors in a hospital. You guys are the heroes because you're out there making the lives easier for all these medical professionals. So let's just make everybody in the oh the cafeteria workers at schools. You guys are the heroes. But and so yeah, I watched the those. Lady is the unsung hero. Yeah. She's like the most like disgruntled worker in all yeah. of like work. <laughs> And she is the unsung hero. She's like, she's the one that deserves all the praise because she sits behind that cafeteria counter and she serves your kids. She dribbles the slop un- onto your kids' yeah. little, like, teeny With the tiny... Hairnet. She's got to wear a hairnet. <laughs> she, she hands your kids the, well, like, she, she dribbles the slop of you know, cream corn and mashed potatoes on your kid's plate <laughs> with a with an ice cream scooper and uh, on on their tray that's way too hot because it just came out of yeah. the dish the dishwasher <laughs> and it's still yeah. like steaming and dripping wet because they don't dry them. Uh, they don't leave them out to dry. They just, hey, this class period's over, on to the next one. Now your kid's got a hot tray and third degree burns on their hands. That's the unsung <laughs> hero of, of modern yeah, society. That- those are the heroes that we should be praising. They should be giving them awards. <laughs> you get the you yeah. get the National Soar Award because you you're out here every day with your diabetes and your feet <laughs> that are basically falling off and your your coat that runs all the way down to your ankles, like midway down your calf or whatever, <laughs> and like nothing on underneath it for some reason, and your hair net. And your glasses and your big mole that's right here that you can't avoid looking at, so you know we're always looking at it because we're cross-eyed when we're talking about uh, it. Remember, Bud, remember Budweiser used to do that? We salute you, Mr. Real American Heroes. That he one? Was like, uh, yeah, that was so good. Man, they, they really know how to market to us, guys. We, we I salute still do the you. One that. <laughs> I've been trying to bring that back for decades. Well, yeah, every every week, <laughs> you guys don't know this, but every week when V answers the call um, to the show, as, as if it's some kind of like, you know what, V, you're the unsung hero. You've answered the call every time. Uh, but every time he answers, yeah. he goes, what's that? <laughs> you, guy who's trying to bring back, what's that? <laughs> Real American Guy who's bringing back was up. <laughs> we salute you, guy who's bringing back was up. Uh, you get up it's... every morning and you pick up your cordless phone, call your friend just to say, was up? <laughs> your, was mouth, up? <laughs> your mouth stays open for 30 seconds at a time while you continue to belt out ah, noises. <laughs> You still and like just quote the Budweiser like, frogs uh, occasionally. <laughs> Those are the best ones when they try to like do it forever. Like, what's that? <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. It's hard to do. Yeah. Oh boy. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> Remember the white guy one? Remember when they did it with the white guys and it was like they're all like, wearing what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> they're like wearing the sweater vest <laughs> yeah. and the sweater no. tied around and like the tennis racket and he's like, What no, is the going best on? Where the grandmas call each other, <laughs> she's all, "What are you doing today?" That's <laughs> all like, like Ebonic too. She's all, "Shit," <laughs> <What>? <laughs> just watching this show, <laughs> like just like, "What you up to?" Shit, just watching this show. <laughs> Was that? <laughs> Why is that so funny? It's still funny to me. It's hilarious. I. 
that might be beyond like some of our our, our listenership right maybe like yeah, young like, young yeah. folks like megabit <laughs> they don't get that joke this is all yeah. lost on megabit unfortunately but or she's like, like our target audience who's that sharon who's out in taiwan and she's never seen a budweiser <laughs> It's like uh, it's like sake, except you know, it tastes like shit. And then they have like a good marketing team. Uh, that's the best way I can describe Bud, Budweiser commercials. I don't know how they do sake commercials. Um, is that even a sake? Sake. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know all the different. Um, uh, you know, I'm trying not to be racist because you yeah, know. I know. I, I don't know. I actually don't know either. I'm sure they have some beer in Taiwan or alcohol in taiwan that's exclusive i'm sure it's a wine a rice wine too so it's probably like sake i imagine i don't know i i actually was there for like three months a few years ago but i didn't drink when i was there so you never partook yeah, we no i i did drink now that i think about it i did drink. Yeah, but you, you know me i stick to the white russian hmm. and the rum and coke what are you drinking today by the way did you do your shot i already? didn't yeah i did not what are we doing it to what? Uh, let's toast to not getting our stimulus check still. Oh, yeah. I, I think that, like, we're never getting it. I'm of the mind that we're just never getting it at all. Like, we're a month in, dude. Like, how long did it take? Like, let's let's take a look at, like, logic here. How long did it take for to, for the Donald to cave on the, the last $600 one? It was, like, two weeks. He just caved and was like, all right, I've got a few days left in office. Let's get these guys something, right? Because my theory is he knew we weren't going to get anything once the Dems took over. Well, so maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I hadn't looked at it that way. Because I recall it wasn't him that slowed that down. It was Republicans in the Senate that, that shut it down. They wanted to give 600 which is really funny to me because this is how that went down, right? The Dems promote, or said 1400 right and donald said no that's ridiculous give them 2000 yeah. and yeah, then yeah. <clears throat> senate republicans said no let's give them 600 and that was it that was that you know uh they were like well it's 600 now and so we got 600 from senate republicans which was a real like it was a real what's the word i'm looking that was a real stab in the back from like, you know, like yeah, some, I, saw, I saw somebody say so, uh, something on Twitter. <laughs> they said, uh, uh, the government has a lot of nerve asking for taxes after the way they behaved this year. <laughs> like that's <laughs> the way that's the way I see it with the Senate Republicans giving out six hundred dollars. And then like after all this, like, oh, the Democrats want you to fucking die. And then they're like, oh, the Republicans want you to fucking die. And then the Democrats are like, well, let's give them eight. Let's give them fourteen hundred dollars. Trump says, let's give them $2,000. And then the Senate Republicans are like, no, 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 600. Like that was a pretty clear uh, showing of your hand at that point. Like, no, we want you dead. And uh, so I thought that was really funny that we couldn't even get, we barely got $600 when Republicans had control of the Senate. Now that it's a split Senate with actually, I mean, the Democrat majority uh, with Kamala Harris, and with a majority in the House and a Democrat president, we can't even get anything. We haven't gotten we haven't gotten any money whatsoever. Uh, so that leads me to believe that even the six hundred dollars that we got 
which was like a real st- like a real <laughs> kick in the pants right like a real kick us while we're down moment uh even that was like exceeding the generosity of anyone in our politicals in our government right uh and and now that the democrats control it now they're like oh shit remember remember how the joker says i'm like a dog chasing a car when i catch it i just don't know what to do uh that's how the democrats are anytime they're in power they're like well now that i've got the power i just don't know what to do anymore like i don't know what to do first or at all for that (laughs) for whatever you know so it's like (laughs) now they're in this awesome position and they can't even get anything done uh but i think a lot of that actually has to do with um the budget reconciliation because in order to actually pass this money um in order for them to give us any stimulus money whatsoever without republican support which they don't have in the senate they have to do it as a budget reconciliation which is even funnier to me because they're talking about doing it which would take away money from all these socialist programs that are already tapped out and are already dry, like Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all that bullshit, all these welfare programs. Um, well, these aren't even welfare programs, frankly. These are things that you paid into, so you should you should get something back from it. Uh, so they're they're having to pull from that in order to pay us, which is why all of a sudden they had to change it from like, ah, fuck it, everyone gets two thousand is the first thing out the door as long as you give us the senate and you elect biden now all of a sudden it's well uh two thousand dollar checks will go out the door if you give us the senate okay then all of a sudden they get the senate and they realize that they still can't do it they're like well 1400 we can do we can do 1400 (laughs) but only if you're making less than seventy five thousand dollars which for frankly seventy five thousand dollars salary is pretty good in like for most of the country right for flyover country we do all right with seventy five thousand like my salary alone is about fifty thousand and so we were just under a hundred thousand when both of us were working and uh we were a dual income household seventy five thousand dollars goes a long way in flyover country unfortunately the people who are bitching the loudest about it and who need it the most live in the inner city where a couple, you know, any amount of Roosevelt's isn't going to go a long way. So yeah, they, right. um, $75,000, that's that's probably still pretty close to the poverty line in New York City, in L.A., yeah. Uh, yeah, in LA. Sure, Chicago. Yeah. These, are, these are like cities where that won't go very far. Yeah, especially like, the cost of living in those areas as well. It's like, yeah, yeah it dude, it's it's literally nothing yeah sad dude so I, i'm like i'm kind of it's like the one thing i'm upset about like all this like whatever biden you know communist takeover i'm like whatever i shrug, shrug my shoulders and go well it's not really affecting me right now you know but if the communists show up at my door then then it's when my it affects me so i go what do i do and then i go well hopefully i'll get some money out of this at least and that still hasn't happened so i'm like I, I'm not going to complain because nothing is really affecting me, but it is. Like, as of right now, I, you know, I'm, I haven't gotten this promised stimulus money, and that's pretty annoying. So, I, I have a gripe. It grinds my gears, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so somebody in the chat, um, I know you know him as well as I do. Spider-Man 77, a.k.a. the Red Pill here, uh, from, if you'll check your Pokemon Go 
he's he's consistently delivering gifts. Like this dude, um, he gives gifts every day. Any day that I open the gift and I send him one back, I get one back from him. Um, and I always wondered if it was the same person because I often get gifts from the same place from both. Uh, but yeah, he said, "V, open your gifts." Just, just so you know. So that's Chris Rose. Yeah. Also, welcome to the chat, Buzz Busby. Uh, frankly, so as far as the stimulus check goes, I could do with or without it. Uh, we fortunately have been, uh, we've been very blessed throughout this pandemic where neither one of us needed to work. And once, once the school year started, uh, my wife actually stopped working so that she could stay home with the kids and do school with them because we were doing all virtual. And uh, we were able to collect my money and you know my retirement and disability um i always talk about my my uh my salary my um my income when it's just for retirement and <laughs> disability uh yeah. and then um with my money that i get yeah, that's from australian that dude's an australian fan yeah, yeah he's yeah. an awesome yeah if you would open your we gifts have... you would know that dude, we have like fans all over the world dude yeah can you believe this you like, would, just, you would have known fans, that like, if like, you would have opened your gifts so, yeah. Aussie fans, fans from Estonia. Yeah. <laughs> what is like, geez, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I opened it. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Open mine too while you're there, by the way. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Send me some. I need the Stardust. Yeah. I just, I actually just traded some shit to my son uh, earlier today and I ran out of Stardust. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had all, I mean, and then my housing allowance from school, right? So I had that coming in. I mean, we've had all this money. And then with her taking out her 401k, because frankly, we didn't want, you know, going into a Biden presidency, right? Uh, we didn't want this. We knew that the stock market was going to crash. So pull the 401k. And then we had all this money and was able to pay off all of our bad debt. And then with taxes that we just got or that we're getting back now, <laughs> like we have so much money in savings right now, more than we've ever had with no debt, too. And right. yeah, like, same here. I'm all caught up, dude. We we had a good like we yeah. we talked about this today. Like, let's be honest. Like, COVID nineteen was actually decent for guys like us. I didn't get sick, and I got a bunch of money from the government for yeah. it. And I'm still going. Where's my money? <laughs> still doing that, and then still getting money and going. Yeah, these guys they they should give me more money. But I mean, <laughs> I, I had the best year in a long time last year. Like, I was doing pretty good, man. <laughs> doing pretty good from all this. You know. Yeah, we're definitely taking advantage of the pandemic. Um, yeah. And then not having to go anywhere. And, like, you have no excuse. Like, or that's your excuse, right? Like, when people are like, well, uh, can you come down here and can you go to school? Okay, so that's another one, going to school. I have to go for resident credit. I have to physically mm -hmm. go to the school, which is, like, two hours away. But because I refuse to wear a mask, and I told them, I explained that whole situation to them, they were like, well... You could just do it on Zoom. And I said, okay. So that saves me four hours of driving once, you know, every week that I just don't, I don't have to drive all the way down to Lexington for that. Uh, so that's more right. money in my pocket. Living, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm paying attention to like an extent. Mm -hmm. This guy, he's a Kiwi. He's, that means he's from New Zealand. He's like the flight of the Concords, dude, like Murray. Maybe he's you dead. You can't go around cushions. <laughs> <laughs> what if you... You can't go out after dark. What if you get murdered? Imagine that. Getting murdered. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of Kiwis. I wonder if he likes Flight of the Concords. We're we fans. Remember we talked to that lady at the at the rally 
not the one but in Washington, of course. And, yeah, uh, not just not on the the sixth of January. That not that day. All right. She was like we were uh, nowhere specific on that day. She, she was yeah. We were I don't remember where we were at, but we were definitely somewhere that was not there. Uh, but yeah, that lady she was from New Zealand, and she was a perma- I mean, she's a permanent resident now, but yeah, she yeah. was like there supporting Trump, and uh, yeah, that's right. And our, the first thing we both wanted to ask her was, so do you like? Does everybody in New Zealand like Flight of the Concords then? <laughs> and she was like, no, but I do now. I used to hate them, but <laughs> like she came around. And, yeah, uh, she did came around. <laughs> what if you got medded? Imagine that <laughs> getting medded. You can't go around stealing cushions. <laughs> Or, uh, I love Murray. Reese Darby. That guy's all right. great. All right. Band meeting. Uh, <laughs> Jermaine. Jermaine. Present. present. Yeah, present. <laughs> present. <laughs> Brett. Why do I have to say I'm present? I'm, you know I'm present. You know I'm here. See, I'm here. Well, we all do it. Yeah. Mary, present. See? Even I do it. All right. Band meeting. Um, so anyways, I don't remember where I was going. Oh, but that $2,000, I don't even need it. Or I'm sorry, $1,400. Yeah. I don't need it. That's just gun money. That's money I'm gonna go spend on some uh, like some equipment to add to my guns or or a new gun. I don't know. I might buy my Desert Eagle because that's fourteen hundred dollars. Uh, oh yeah, Desert Eagle. That's a good choice. It might be time to get that Desert Eagle, Chrome One, five O, gold gold plated Chrome like, Desert like, Eagle. Uh, uh, you saw the Boondock Saints, the second one. Yeah, of course. It goes. Ding dong, motherfucker! <laughs> or no, he goes, what is the first one that he does? He goes, who ordered the whoop-ass fajita? <laughs> oh, the fucking, that dude from that's Triple my Nine. my favorite line, the whoop-ass fajitas. Come on, that's great. That's that dude, gold, man. That dude, he's always like the dirtbag, right? He's, he's always awesome. the dirtbag Hispanic guy. Uh, he yeah, was on Triple Nine as well, and he played the dirtbag Hispanic cop. Like, that's just all he plays. I want to see him... You know, I'd love to see him with some range. You know, in a in a in an action flick. You know, because he's you know Pacific Rim. He's in Pacific Rim. He's also in uh, Westworld. He's really good in Westworld. Although he does play a Mexican in Westworld too. But uh, I don't know his name. He's an actor that I don't know his name, but I love him in in uh, Boondock Saints too. All Saints Day. Yeah, he's like a real goofball in that movie. All Saints Day. He goes ding dong, motherfucking ding. (laughs) He's walks in. I'll give you this. He's better than the dude from the first one. Uh, Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he better like than the him. He slams on the table and he accidentally shoots the cat. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I like that movie. I like everything I love- about that movie, but... <laughs> That's my favorite scene. He goes, all right, no. what, what was his... Uh, no, what is his, he's like, what's his name? They talk about the cat. He's like, what's his name? She's like, I'm sc- <laughs> not, even uh, Scruffy. And he's like, oh, what color was he then? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even think of it for a while though they had to like yeah that's a great scene he accidentally shoots the cat it's like such a random moment yeah he tells everyone a fuck ass he, no the best is when he tells the joke <laughs> remember the mop boss is all have a coke <laughs> yeah it was like yeah. Uh, oh yeah because... in that movie ron jeremy isn't it oh yeah he's beaten off in the spank uh, the, the the what do you call those things? The porno theater. Oh yeah yeah yeah, where you watch the girl dance and you whack it. The squeeze I don't know. poppers. Squeeze. I don't know. I don't even know that. The, is that like a an anachronistic thing? Like, yeah, it's a peep show. Peep show. Peep show. Yeah. 
because uh, yeah. he's the one he's like sitting there all close up on this like you see his face all sweaty and he's like don't you talk to me like that you dirty girl he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah. like, I, was, I was trying to recreate it as much as possible without actually masturbating, but he's all like, he's all hey, "That dude's in jail now." Remember? Ron really? Jeremy? Yeah, he's in jail for. Well, he may he may have bailed out, but uh, he's he's actually like uh, facing all these rape charges. Like some really? dude, some dude who's like known for uh, fucking a bunch of women on camera yeah, is in trouble. Of thousands of women. He's in trouble now for for banging tons of women like who wow. who sexually assaults somebody when they're getting that much tail you know what i mean yeah I, that would well, be my argument in, as a lawyer in spite of his well endowment he's kind of weird looking now oh, you yeah. know when you're weird looking in an industry where everybody's attractive and has big dongs it's kind of like, it is hard you to know, get laid old now too, you know yeah he's yeah. uh I don't know though. That would be my argument as the lawyer. I guess depending on the timeline of like when these rapes happened, I'd be like, he's in porn. He's like well known for porn. Uh, yeah. He's been in porn for since before you were born, Your Honor. Yeah. You know, and he's he's got like women throwing themselves. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like women like still throw themselves at him because he's just kind of like this legend, right? You, see, you know what? That's a good point. Do you remember a show called The Surreal Life back in the day? Vaguely. I don't I don't know anything it's, about okay, it. Okay, they Surreal Life was like real real world MTV only it was with old like uh what do they call them? Like baiting stars, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like one of them was with Vanilla Ice and one had like <laughs> MC Hammer. Well, there was one with Ron Jeremy. It was Ron Jeremy and it was Tammy Faye Baker the freaking televangelist, right? In the same show. And then they had like this Playboy Playmate, you know, this like no, no name Playboy Playmate, you know? And she's strutting around the house and literally every interaction she had with Ron Jeremy, she was trying to pants him because she wanted to see his dick. That was the whole, like every interaction with the Playboy Playmate and Ron Jeremy. And it was like, from what I saw on the show, now mind you, they had, they could have edited a bunch of it, I'm sure. But from what I saw, he didn't appreciate it. He was like offended. Like he was the one that was like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, you know, like, "Geez, have some like, respect." God. Like, could you imagine like being known for having a big dong and like, like, God forbid, all the beautiful women in the world <laughs> want to see your dong, right? Like, that's what he had to live with his whole life after doing thousands of porn. At some point, he like people recognize, "Oh, it's Ron Jeremy," and they're like, "I want to see your dick." <laughs> Pull it out. I mean, that's yeah. Wear sweatpants next time. Like Boogie Nights. Remember when Mark Wahlberg has to whack off for that dude? Oh, yeah. And he's got that he big makes... old wang at the end. Yeah, it was off-putting, wasn't it? It was like, whoa! Yeah, like, because that was not... Like the, a that, was, arm. that was not something that you saw in movies at that time. No. You know, like, except for uh, Sleepaway Camp, right? Was the movie where, like, it was the tranny at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, where she... Uh, turns out she's a he tranny or a, a hermaphrodite or whatever and like right, at the right. very end she's Wait, got hermaphrodite? Like... that's when they have both parts right yeah i don't know if she has both i mean she's got the boobs but then she's also got the dick so yeah. which is kind of like also sadly normal now like it's hard to yeah. just hop on the internet anymore on twitter yeah. and not see like some 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 cartoon that somebody's drawn with a tranny in it or like a dude yeah. with boobs yeah. 
yeah. weird stuff. It's a weird, weird world we live in right now. But yeah, he's he's in uh, in some troubles right now for that. What do you think his dick looks like? Do you think it's all nasty and like? Well, I mean, I've up seen. It. I mean, <laughs> do, do you think it's? But yeah, like in real life, before the fluffer. Like recently, like recently I haven't seen it. That's what you know, I want to know. I'm a fan of the of the uh, of his craft. You know, what do they call him? Uh, human reproductive documentaries. <laughs> human <laughs> Yeah, documentaries. Uh, I mean, he's got a big schlong, dude. It's like 13 I'm, inches. I think. Really? Yeah, it's big, I've dude. I've never seen his it's, wiener. It's on par with Marky Mark in Boogie Nights, which isn't his real dong, by the way. No, I he, know. He, it's a sleeve. He admitted that in an interview. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a sleeve. Um, all right. We'll see you later, Chris. Uh, but I've, you know, I've never, I, I figured that Marky Marks probably wasn't that big. I, I assume it's probably like, um, no. pretty big still, but not that big. I think that no. it's a, a cool thing to do though. Like admit that that's not well, your real yeah, dog. Yeah. Well, that's, but that's who Marky Mark is. Like yeah. you remember Marky Mark, uh, as like, oh, he was this huge racist. Right. And this is a great segue. Yeah. Because he was like this huge racist, and growing up, uh, you know, all these stories about Marky Mark uh, just going after, like, beating up black people for no other reason than the fact that they were black, um, and like calling people all, you know, yeah. all sorts of words or whatever, and all mm -hmm. all manner of racial slurs. And then all of a sudden, he kind of did like he was gone for a little while, right? Like we didn't see Marky Mark for a bit. And then he came back, and he was all of a sudden like this new and improved Marky Mark, where uh, just a sweet guy, like a nice guy. Like what happened with Robert Downey Jr.? I mean, back in the day when he was palling around with Mel Gibson, uh, you know, he was a, he was a, uh, a drug abuser, right? Yeah, probate. <laughs> yeah, troublemaker. Just mm -hmm. general all-around troublemaker. And he came, you know, he went away, and he came back, and all of a sudden he's this good dude, like real sweet guy. Like, uh, you know, you look at some of these redemption stories that, that happened with these guys. And a lot of them involve racism back in the day. And now all of a sudden they have to like put on this front of like, I'm not a racist. But in reality, they're probably still racist as hell. Uh, but he's like, now you would look at Marky Mark. You hear all of his interviews now. He's like all about repentance and making things better, being a better person, uh, love and all this shit. Um and, and I think that's pretty cool about Marky Mark. Uh, if you read some of his offline or off all of his like behind the scenes shit, you're like, well, that's a good dude. What's it? Say hi to your mother for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Bit. Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Hey, Andy, say hello to your mother. He, say hi to your he mother. Meets for me. He's like, what does that mean? Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> and then he like does it. He's like, okay, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty like, good Marky Mark impression. It too. really is. It is. Say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, Marky Mark, he's, he's come a long way. And I think I think that's part of his redemption is like him being like just open and, and out front about everything. And he's just all about having fun now and exercising. Yeah. So uh, so what are we what are we cheersing to to Marky Mark's massive wiener? <laughs> yeah, his not so massive wiener. <laughs> well, I still think it's pretty big. I'm still holding out hope that Marky Mark has a big dong and I'm willing to cheers to that. So cheers to that. Yeah, there was somebody that had to have a prosthetic made for his dick. They were like, they're like, you know what your job is? You got to go measure his actual dick, and then make make a mold that'll fit around his dick, so that it looks like he has a bigger dick. This is a thing that somebody in the film, you know, department or what do you call it, uh, 
I guess it would be makeup, costume and makeup. Yeah. They're like prosthetic dong, dude. That's your job, man. But let's he be honest. After making that dick, and he just like felt accomplished. He's like, man. He tells his wife, you, 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 you couldn't even imagine the dick that I made today. You now, wouldn't even. Believe it. It's say, gonna be a with Burt Reynolds. With Burt. You say wife while talking about somebody in makeup in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah I, I would bet, I, you know, I'd bet you Roosevelt right now that there is not a single makeup artist <laughs> in Hollywood, male, male makeup artist in Hollywood, who is married to a woman and having consistent <laughs> sexual relations with her. Uh, I don't know if I'd take that bet. That's a pretty good, uh, the odds are against me on that one. Yeah, you definitely don't want to put up a an hour's minimum wage for that yeah, belt. <laughs> yeah. but okay yeah so racism is that what we're talking about today we're talking about racism are we talking about racism is that yeah. where we're going yeah because we uh we phoned it in today and we were just going to try to bs our way through it but we have something we, that we, we do need to talk about an hour dude <laughs> an hour I, I, there's some people in in the chat that i'm sure are, are excited to actually hear some content um about something that, yeah other than us doing our impressions of people from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. And say hi to your I... mother for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> you know, I want... <laughs> yeah, say hi to your mother for Now I'm going to have to sit here and practice my Marky Mark impressions. <laughs> uh... Or you do the one from uh, The Happening when he's just like, Looking around the screen. You know what I'm talking about, the one. He's yeah, like, I do. To I whom? do. I don't. Like, I've never seen the movie, but I know that face. That's you've a seen face. The meme. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. Uh, they're like, well, they they gave it to him or gave it to the guy, and then he goes, to whom? Is that what he says in the movie? To whom? Yeah. And uh, and everyone made fun of him about it for the longest time. That movie was terrible, like objectively yeah. terrible. So. You know, don't no, I was gambler. He was in that the gambler. That was really good. It was a good one. <laughs> oh, when he was the and, uh, shooter. He was good in shooter, right? Remember that? Yeah. And then they replaced With, him. Like, you know, they replaced him for the show. Yeah, it was some other Muldoon. It's Ryan yeah. Felipe. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Well, I like Ryan Felipe. He's he's decent. But you know how it is, like when you're committed to well my shooter you know like not my president yeah. you know not my shooter even though yeah. i like i like ryan felipe i'm not willing to replace him I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm not willing to accept him as a replacement uh for uh marky mark right i wonder if people felt that way about the born when jeremy renner took over i don't know they were just I like, think not so. my born yeah i think they did because i was i never was interested in the born um, white supremacy or any of those movies, uh, the yeah. born, born identity, born supremacy, and born uh, ultimatum. Just say it on the uh, the new Jay and Silent Bob movie. <laughs> what is that? Remember when Matt Damon he does that speech and then he goes, "Born identity." You could say it's my born, identity. <laughs> and he looks at the camera. Oh, when he's, he's sitting in the church, there. yeah, because well, because he's pretending to be Loki or Bartleby, yeah. whichever one he's supposed to be. Um, yeah, Bartleby. Yeah. I love how Kevin Smith just does, he just like totally takes them down. 
because they're like these big hotshot Hollywood actors and Kevin Smith's a nobody essentially in, in, in filmmaking like he's a somebody to the cult class or to the cult crowd right? Yeah. but to yeah. like big Hollywood when he tried he fucking fl- fell flat on his face I mean there's no denying that Jersey Girl was a flop uh, there's no denying that his horror series yeah. like, at, a, yeah. at a certain point he gave up on, and, and this is where I'm going to shit on Kevin Smith. I love Kevin Smith's yeah. movies. No, I'm yeah. Shit on as Kevin a person, Smith. yeah. As a person, yeah. Um, as a, as a, yeah. Like I'm not even gonna, like as a person, pretty shitty person. Uh, cries about like didn't he just like recently cry about some gay thing that was on TV? Like he's very like into this social justice shit. When like yeah. four years ago he was like, I don't know the first thing about any of this, but what I do know about is movies, and that's what I'm gonna do. Because somebody was yelling at him for not yelling about Trump or whatever. He's like, you got this huge platform, man. You should be out there talking about how Trump blah 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 blah. Uh, and he denied. It. He's like, no no no, that's not my thing. I'm not into that. But then this election, <laughs> he and uh, Jason Mewes did a, an ad for fucking Biden and uh, Harris or whatever, which. Like, I lost a great deal of respect for him at that point. But at the same time, I, like, immediately thought about his original, uh, what he talked about in Evening with Kevin Smith, like, decades ago. He talked about how he made... I enjoyed that whole thing. That Evening with Kevin Smith, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I I mean, I I have the DVD or whatever. That's I mean, I've had it since 2002 or whatever. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, it's like a stand-up comedy special. But you also get to learn about like the movies that were good that he did because that was pre his horror trilogy that fucking flopped. Granted, I really like I really like his horror movies, with the exception of Yoga Hoosiers, because he realized that his movies weren't his horror movies weren't for like anybody really, except for me and like the select few people that liked uh, Red State and Tusk. Um, I really liked those movies. I thought they were really cool. I don't, they're not good by any stretch. Like objectively, they are not good movies, but I like them. Um, but yeah, mm, I mean, I like Dogma. I think Dogma was really good. I, and I like the Jay and Silent Bob movies, obviously. So, but no, no, I didn't no, no. care. I, and, and you're gonna you're gonna hate me for saying this, but I didn't care for Clerks. No, one I know that's where Jay and Silent no. Bob came from. But I didn't care for Clerks one and two. And I didn't care for chasing Amy. Mallrats was like the original. Like everybody loved Mallrats because yeah, yeah. it was like coming of age back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I mean, no, the, other than that, the, I can't get behind most of his movies. The Ask Universe movies, right? Those are that's a different story. That's where he excels, right? In the Jay and Silent Bob movies, because that's what they've become. Uh, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma. I'm sorry, Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And then, they all take place in the same world or whatever. Right, and then Clerks 2, and then Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Those movies all took place in, that's part of his esque universe. And that's, I really like those movies, because they're goofy, they're fun, whatever. He wasn't really trying to send a message with any of them. He was like, ah, a couple of buddies who fucking do this and this. And yeah, yeah. there might be some underlying shit that like you can deal with, some cutesy stuff or whatever, but... It's not for that. It's for you to sit down, laugh, and goof off, and get drunk, or get high with your buddies, and watch, and have 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 a good time. Uh, but then he did like this horror trilogy, that's just not objectively good. I enjoy it though, uh, with the exception of Yoga Hoosiers, which was just a joke. Uh, he, I think he did it just because. What is the movie with Daniel Radcliffe where he's the? It's it's called Swiss Army. Swiss Army Man. Yeah, yeah. Swiss Army Man. Did you see that one? No, I haven't watched it yet. I know what it's about. 
I've, I've never seen one. it, but I've heard good things, and it looks interesting. I'll say that, but I've never seen it. I'm off put by Daniel Radcliffe because of um, Guns Akimbo. Yeah, that was just like, well, Harry Potter. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody watched Harry Potter, but I mean, come on, it was just fucking, you know. Buzz, Buzz has only seen Dogma. I recommend, dude, and and that's the thing about Dogma is Dogma is the original Jay and Silent Bob movie to me. Yeah, because it's like they're in the whole movie. Uh, it's yeah, not it's like Ball Rats, where yeah. they do like cameos here and there, or they, not cameos, but they don't do like just like little bits here and there where they're just like small yeah. characters. They're Those like in the whole movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Chasing Amy, they're in it so briefly, like that's barely a Jay and Silent Bob movie. But to yeah. me, um, I remember somebody when when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, they said to me, "Are we supposed to know who Jay and Silent Bob are?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well." probably not because that was like their first big marketed movie um before that it was all like you kind of like knew you had to know about kevin smith to know about the movies because they weren't super blown up on tv or in the theaters or anything it's not like anybody was really pushing them um but yeah jane saw and bob strike back was the first one where they were like oh let's actually promote this movie and then it actually yeah. did halfway decent for especially <laughs> certainly for a kevin smith movie but yeah, that dude, he, I don't even remember why I was going to attack him or shit on him, but, uh, oh yeah, because of all that, um, how he all of a sudden took this, like, political stance, um, mm -hmm. hey, I'm gonna, um, my characters, Jay and Silent Bob, noted idiots, noted fucking morons, like, t total degenerates, goofballs, not smart individuals, right? Uh, just known buffoons. I'm going to use those characters, who just so happen to be the most known characters of my entire universe that I've created, uh, yeah. but I'm going to use them for that purpose because they're the most known. But I'm going to have them be the ones who promote or who do this campaign thing, right? Who endorse a president. And in the evening with Kevin Smith, he specifically talked about how this one lesbian comes up and asks him the question, where, uh, why is it that you feel comfortable saying all any lesbian needs is a deep dickin'? Like, why, <laughs> how dare you say such a thing? All any lesbian needs is a good deep dickin'. How dare you say that? And he said, well, I feel like I made that pretty clear by having Banky, Banky Edwards, the idiot character of that movie, say right. that line so when all of a sudden I saw this ad this political endorsement for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, done by Jay and Silent Bob I immediately thought of that his own line like I yeah. did I had the idiot character present this anti uh, there was no such thing as LGBT back at the time but it was like this gay uh, anti-gay sentiment and that way you could be like, oh, well, that's not what the actual writer, director, the message of the movie, that's not what that is. It's the idiot character saying it. So when he came out saying, we're voting on, on the 11th, we're voting for fucking, or the third, I'm sorry, uh, we're voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and whatever, whatever. We're real excited about it. And then even Jay says something stupid, too. He's like, this is the first time Silent Bob and I are on separate sides of the aisle. He wants Biden, and I'm voting for Harris. 
you know and so it's like a real goofball idiot thing to say but at the same time it's promoting this endorsement for joe biden and kamala harris which kind of like further validates that point and i thought not only is he a sellout and a bit of a hack at this point uh he's also like a hypocrite because this is yeah. what he said you know 20 years ago that you got to pay attention to this sort of thing because that's the message that they're trying to drive home is like oh you got to pay attention to who said it because that's blah 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 uh but yeah kevin smith man um i'm gonna put back i'm gonna play the devil's please advocate please do please do I, and no and and now let's tell the truth here that i was the one that was telling remember when i watched the reboot remember when i watched jane silent bob reboot yeah of course and i was like dude it's riddled with liberal crap and this i said it was good like i laughed and i even shed a tear at the end it was moving but there's liberal shit just peppered through the whole thing mm -hmm. like i remember like i told you that right so let's be clear where my stance was on like what i thought kevin smith's political leanings were before we even discovered any of that and however i think i argued ahead. with you at that point i think i told you no 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 because i said i said maybe but, but maybe because but i thought that was the message he was trying to convey was that um the reboots are because this is before the oh election. yeah 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 because i said yeah. reboots are he even explicitly states in the movie that uh reboots are designed to cater to these fucking social justice -y cases so i thought i even went to bat for the guy because i was like no he was and i told that story about how years ago somebody was like you need to be out here. You've got this fucking platform and you're totally not talking about yeah, yeah, Donald yeah. Trump and all this. And he's like, listen, I don't know anything about politics. What I do know about is making movies, making goofy movies or whatever. So that's so, where I'm going to stay. Here's my, uh, here's my argument mm -hmm. uh, in favor of Kevin Smith. Now we don't know Kevin Smith personally and we can't know his like motive, right? We can't know. We just assume based on the knowledge that we have and see in the media, right? And so in that sense, we don't know really what he's thinking. However, looking at everything that we just like analyzed right now, even the stuff about like his political leanings, it could be that he's doing it ironically. It could even be that like the sh that movie, Jay and Silent Bob reboot is like a whole ironic thing about making fun of like the female reboot and like all of that. Like it, it could be that. You know, and right, I, that was I, my I, argument. Remember, that's that, what I yeah, knew. right. That was yeah, your yeah. argument. And even with this Joe Biden and Kamala Harris thing, like maybe he knew that. Maybe that was his argument. Is that okay? They want me to play their game because if I don't, they won't let me make movies in Hollywood, which is true. Like you get canceled. Like we know from Gina Carino, man. If you don't, if you don't play ball with these mofo's in Hollywood, they just like cancel you. Like that's it. You're done. You won't work in this town, right? That's the phrase. You'll never work this town again, right? Yeah, Could you yeah. imagine being like this director that like that's how you make your money? And then you go, well, if you don't support somebody somewhere says you better get in our corner and play ball, <laughs> right? And yeah. so what does he do? He goes, okay, I'll do it, but I'll do it ironically. Instead of him personally going, I, Kevin Smith, support blah, 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 he goes, let's do it silly and make it Jay and Silent Bob, and then they'll know. Somebody will know. Somebody who's been a fan of me for decades <laughs> will know. They'll go, I remember what he said. I remember what he said. And they'll either think he's being a hypocrite or they'll go, he's staying true to his word. And you know what? I knows? feel a little guilty now. You've guilted me, V. And, and, here's, and here's my argument. Like, you know, I, I don't like his politics. And based on what I saw, I go, oh, if this is his politics, 
then I don't agree with it. However, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith as a person because he succeeded in what I want to do with my life. That's true. He just decided to make movies and did it with his friends. That's what he did. He was, he, what do we always say? He went to Hollywood and was like, I want to make this movie, but I want all my friends in it. And they were like, you can't just come <laughs> to Hollywood and make movies with your friends. And then he went and did that. That's literally what he did. And that's what I want to do. So I have like admiration. I mean, the guy dropped out of college and was just like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to do this myself. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm a firm believer that if you want to do something, like just go do it. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously if you need the schooling and you know, documentation, you can't just be a doctor. Oh, yeah. I can't be a doctor. I mean, <laughs> if it doesn't require formal education, like in the art world, in the world of art, like just go do it, man. Like you don't need education. You just go do it. Quentin Tarantino, perfect example. Never went to school or any sort of film, anything. He just worked at a video store his entire, you know, high school and, and up and was just like, I want to make movies and watched a ton of them and then did. Like, that's what he did. Of course, you know, you got to have somebody like somewhere there's got to be people with money. Like, that's the catch, right? Like, you can't make movies without financial backers. So if there are any financial backers out there yeah. in the audience <laughs> that drop me a DM because I have a ton of ideas and movies and TV shows that we can make. And, you know, we stand to make. <laughs> there's my shilling. I'm early shilling. Well, then right. I'm not going to let you I'm not going to let you have a, t a chance to show later. Um, no. <laughs> I'm going to take it away from you. We just, got into the topic. We're like I an hour and a half. Took time it. away. We'll have to do it next week. And then this week will just be about cancel culture. Uh, oh, yeah. So you have me feeling a little guilty about turning code because I'll turn code on somebody. Right I know. Now. I know you're a Kevin Smith fan. I know. And I and you made me feel like a real dick. You made me feel like a real you know, <laughs> the, yeah, because well, he made her before. I because I was the one because we did we did a real like a flip flop because you were like no I'm against his liberal bullshit that he put in the movie I was like no 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 listen listen and I like made the case for, like I went to bat yeah. for him and and you know yeah. I never go to bat for anyone in Hollywood because I know that right. like there's a really good chance that that dude has fucked a kid. And so I don't, yeah. I don't go to bat for people in Hollywood. Yeah, of course. But I did for Kevin Smith, and and I regretted it after the whole campaign. But now you've got me like, man, did I, did I like, you know, you 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 didn't want me at my uh, six hundred dollars. You don't get me at my fourteen hundred dollars. You know, like <laughs> uh, you have me there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I feel a little yeah, guilty. I mean, it's like you take Matt Stone and Trey Parker for example, like. They're these two like autonomous, like Comedy Central would not exist without South Park right now. Like South Park is like the longest run, like they're neck and neck with the Simpsons right now. You know what I mean? Like they're up there, you know, and like that show will never end. As long as those dudes exist, they've said they'll keep making shows for everybody every six days, every six days, right? They'll make a show. And like those guys have a platform and they don't give a shit, dude. They say whatever, they don't care. Nobody's gonna cancel them because They've canceled everybody already, right? By like offending everybody. Oh, yeah. Nobody's safe from South Park, right? Yeah. They're like equal opportunity offenders. They'll just offend everybody. No one is safe. Do you ever wonder about? Um, so you've got. We're, so we're talking about cancel culture now. That's the topic of discussion. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and people in Hollywood just like, fucking, whatever. You ever think like? So and I'm gonna add to your point, right? Because mm -hmm. we talked about how you have Cat to Cat. have a certain opinion in order to function in Hollywood. And if you don't, 
you know, you might get canceled, right? Like we see that with um, Gina, Carino. Gina Carino. We see it with yeah. James Woods. We saw it with uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, kind Kevin Sorbo. They were Ian kind Kane. of already out, but still, like now they're not going to get any kind of parts because the only difference is James Woods. He's got years and years. Like he's got, he's, he's got put shot. in his time. So yeah, he's got they can yeah. look the other way. But that makes me wonder about what you said about South Park uh, and um, have, like them canceling other people. Now you've got Family Guy. Obviously, James Woods wasn't being there was no interest in somebody's political leanings prior to 2015. Uh, it just yeah. didn't come up. And if it did, it was, oh, you're a conservative. Okay. I'm a liberal. Okay. The end of discussion. I mean, like, well, let's, let's talk about it a little bit. Okay. Oh, cool. We're still friends. Hug it out. And they walk through separate ways. Yeah. And it was fine. Then Trump came along. Right. And all of a sudden, everyone, they demonized him, first and foremost, because he threatened a good thing, right? And all of a sudden, like, things were just, oh, Obama, we're getting everything we want, we're able to traffic children, we're able to do all this stuff, we're able to get away with all this stuff. We need Hillary to continue this legacy of, A, foreign wars, and being able to cash in on that, all the illegal shit that was going on in Congress, because nobody cared uh, what was going on in Congress until all of a sudden it's been made it be everyone got interested in politics and now they're like you can't fucking fart in the in a house chamber without somebody calling for treason and yeah. so now all these people in Congress they're in big trouble because they they make these insider trading deals which are not illegal in Congress by the way they're allowed to do insider trading based on information that they get now people are aware of that and they don't want that anymore so now he ruined a good thing that could have continued had Hillary been elected. So all of a sudden, everybody, they demonized Donald Trump because, uh, and this is what we're going to talk about next week, I guess, but because he was stopping the flow of illegal immigrants who were making it cheaper for big major CEOs and major businesses to pick their fruits and to do all this like labor that nobody wanted to do for Roosevelt wages, uh, they wanted to keep flooding in these immigrants, these illegals, uh, and then they wanted to also continue this refugee crisis, which was going on under Obama. They wanted to keep funneling in all these refugees because, frankly, it got rid of white people, right? By bringing in all these refugees, all of a sudden the the refugee population flourished like we had way more refugees like just having babies because they were funded to have babies they were given these we have buildings here in not necessarily in my community but like not too far <laughs> away from me you know I, I live in a fancy community right no refugees yeah. allowed but we have these areas where refugees live in these kind of like sardine can type apartment complexes and they're given v or the EBT cards, and they're just like funded by taxpayer welfare programs. And um, by funneling those people in, you're kind of pushing the white people out. And by you know you get a lot of illegals uh, coming in. All of a sudden, they're and I don't want to say it like we're talking about 
a puppy mill or whatever, but you get like this interbreeding from one race to another. You're essentially, and by making it like, what what do you see when you go onto a porn website? All of a sudden, it says ebony, Latina, uh, Asian. You see all these different categories of like, hey, these are these should be appealing to you, right? I want you guys, you porn viewers, to watch all these different categories of different races of people so that you'll find them attractive. All of a sudden, we're funneling in refugees. We're opening the gates to illegal immigration. We're kind of demonizing white people. You'll mix mix breed with these other races. And within a generation or two, we'll eradicate white people entirely or at least turn them into the minority. Uh, so that's kind of like one thing that he stopped he said no more refugees no more illegal immigration and people fucking freaked out so they demonized the guy now all of a sudden if you're not anti-trump you're a nazi and the last thing anybody wanted to be equated with was nazis just because that's a scary word right Um, yeah the connotation yeah and so so then you get this virtue signaling of well i'm so not like trump like i'm willing to suck a guy's dick to prove that I'm not like Trump, right? Like I'm so pro LGBT, which granted Trump actually came into the administration, the first president to ever be pro LGBT before he actually went in. Uh, I'm so pro LGBT, I'll fuck a guy, you know? And that became like this whole virtue signaling movement uh, where if you didn't distance yourself far away from Trump, you lost family, you lost friends, you lost uh, your job. And that's what's happened with this cancel culture is when you're in Hollywood and you're not willing to denounce Donald Trump or anyone who's related to, well, now it's the GOP in general, which frankly, most of us Trump supporters have moved away from the GOP anyways. Uh, we were we just became Trump supporters who voted for Republicans sometimes. Uh, you end up, like, you have to be anti-GOP or anti-Republican or anti-anything that resembles Trump in any way Otherwise, we're going to make your character gay, ask Chris Pratt, because all of a sudden his character, Star-Lord, who he's like notorious for, he's been in four movies as Star-Lord in this major Marvel Cinematic Universe, very popular movies, all of a sudden they made him gay in the comic, or at least uh, bisexual, like he's in a hot tub and a gay guy comes in and whatever i don't know i don't know what happens in the hot tub Uh, awful 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 awful. but yeah (laughs) like they made him into a bisexual character same thing with lando calrissian they made him into oh he's pansexual now everyone has to like if you're not but that's that's the thing with chris pratt is oh you want to be a part of a religious community that is anti-lgbt and you don't want to come out and denounce donald trump publicly or you don't want to come out and endorse joe biden with the rest of the avengers uh we're gonna make your character gay and since disney and hollywood are so entwined like they're one in the same almost at this point uh and and it's so closely related that hollywood the entity says make this character gay or kill him off okay disney does it because disney now owns marvel this is the problem yep. with monopolies uh and why we need to prevent that sort of thing but nobody said no because guess who determines whether or not something is a monopoly the government does and yeah. who's in charge of the government uh, back good old theodore and his trust busters dude yeah they show up right and just trust bust the crap out of people yeah. that's what we need we need a good old theodore back in office just mean with his mustache and his monocle and his 
getting shot and during a speech and continuing speaking. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. When he did that? I do. That's the, that's one hell of a dude right there. And then Reagan did it too. Because remember, he was given a speech on gun rights and somebody shot him. And then he yeah. came out that once he once they patched him up or whatever and he got released from the hospital, he came back out and finished the speech or whatever in, <laughs> in support of gun rights. So um, pretty fascinating yeah. stuff. Uh, speaking of gun rights, I was actually just reading about H.R. 127, House Resolution, while we're on the topic of government and shit and, and uh-huh. all the crazy fucked up shit that they're doing. Um, right, right. You had me at just government in general and why it sucks and why we need to abolish it. Uh, I was reading 120, House Resolution 127. It was actually proposed by a Democrat out of Texas, of all places. And it's the gun registration and licensing bill. I don't know what it's actually called. But that's that's what it is. Is it's a gun registration and licensing uh, effort to do that, an effort to register every single gun in the United States and the sale of every gun, and require a license for everybody to own a gun. And it's not just a license. Uh, this will probably piss off a lot of people. It's almost like we're turning into Canada at this point. So I'm I'm, I'm picking on our Canadian uh, fans here. Uh, because what they want to do with this bill, if you haven't looked at it yet, I read through it last night, so I'm going to give you the, the gist of it. Um, they want to make it so that in order to buy a gun, you have to get a license from the attorney general. Now, this license is going to, you have to go through a psychological exam, or you have to go through a background check. You have to go through a psychological exam. You have to take a class that's 24 hours, so basically three full days of class that you have to sit through. And all these have to be from approved people. You can't just go to, like, any old so-and-so on the side. It's going to be, like, whoever's the best buds with the attorney general at the time is going to get approved to do this. People are going to lose their licenses for allowing certain people to get guns or get their licenses or trying to push people through for bribery and shit. People are just going to lose their licenses and their ability to do this sort of shit just because the attorney general wants to give it to somebody who they're buddy-buddy with. Uh, And then you also have to get insurance on your gun, uh, which is like eight... Gosh, I don't want to. I don't want to say a number and be wrong. You have to get insurance on a gun in case something happens or somebody's hurt with it, uh, or somebody is you kill somebody with it. It's going to pay for the family or whatever. Like all this stupidness. Um, and then you also have to. Oh, and then the psychological exam. None of us are going to pass it because you, if you have any kind of chron- uh, uh, chronic mental illness, you don't qualify. Uh, if you have any kind of dependency to any kind of narcotic uh, or any kind of drug at all that's at a federal level considered uh, uh, illegal. So that's weed. Well, my, 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 uh, my uh, what you call it, veterans uh, stuff, my disability specifically yeah. says cocaine dependency on it. Yeah. Mine specifically says that, so I'm out if that's yeah. true. All of us are. Uh, and then also you have to... Uh, register your guns and this is a big problem for me granted i know that the government knows that i have what guns i have because frankly i've never sold a single one of them <laughs> i've never lost a single precious one of them. armory as i always say your precious, armory. precious armory um we will need it <laughs> they, <laughs> they know what i have because 
like I said, I've never lost anything in a tragic boating accident. As often as I joke about it, I've never yeah. sold anything. I've never given any of my guns to anybody. I've never had any of them taken from me. I have every single one that the government is tracking that I have. Uh, and, and there's a paper trail to prove it. Uh, if they ever come, that'll be a different story. Because I might tell them that I just sold them and I didn't keep the bill of sale. That's the thing about it. If somebody ever comes trying to take your gun, just tell them that you don't have them. And you sold them and you don't have a bill of sale. And... Uh, and the person that you sold them to, you checked their identification and checked did a background, did a brief background check on them, and it seemed legit. They told you that they didn't have any reason to, or they didn't have any reason they weren't allowed to have a gun. You you made the yeah, sale. I would never. I mean, provided that I had a gun, which I have yet to buy one, <laughs> I would never let anybody. Well, in this scenario, we'll use my katana. If they ever came to my door and was like, "Hand over your katana," you know what I'd say? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, I'd say you can pry it from my cold dead hand. <laughs> you can try, as I as yeah. I always say to, uh, about those types of tough guy hypothetical tough guy situations. Uh, somebody comes and says, "We're here to take your guns." You can try. Yeah, <laughs> like, you could do the pain one. Where you go where he says, uh, "It would be very painful." It would be extremely <laughs> painful for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what he should have said. Uh, what he should have said was. For who? And then Bane should have gone for you. No, well, but then it, but then <laughs> it sets him up. How does that? How was that? It tees him up because he goes, "Well, you're a big guy." No, I was talking about me. That's an ellipsis. That's what that's called. I thought and, he meant like, for you, I'm a big guy. Like maybe to you, I'm a big guy. Well, yeah, Tom Hardy compared to who? A big guy. <laughs> yeah, but he looks like a big guy in the movie because of his stilts that he has to wear. <laughs> oh yeah, his stilettos. For <laughs> you. Um. But yeah, you you have to. My, that's my problem is the registration, the license. I wouldn't do it anyways because who fucking cares? Uh, I have a constitutional right to own a gun. I can see you forcing me to get a license to drive a car, fly mm -hmm. a plane, uh, practice medicine, <laughs> sell a car. I, I I could see them saying I don't like it. I don't necessarily agree with it. I can acknowledge the need for a license to practice law, medicine, any number of things that they want to try to make me get a license for. They can't force me to get a license for something that I have a constitutional right to. Uh, and so all of a sudden will we need this is where we get into like England, right? Do you have a license to broadcast on television, whatever? Whatever. Like all these licenses. I think they even have a license to watch television, frankly. Uh, but what? yeah, well, you have to have like special licenses and shit and special permits and all this crazy stuff that they force you to do. We, that would be an issue. And that's an issue that I actually take up with ham radio and like FCC guidelines and stuff like that. Oh, all of a sudden, you guys can force me to have a license to free speech, right? You have to have a permit to uh, do some kind of protest because sometimes you do. Sometimes you do have to have a permit to go protest without being broken up by the police, uh, which I think is un unacceptable. I think everybody should be able to protest wherever they want. I think you should also be able to be hit by a car if you're protesting in the road and there's a sign <laughs> that says, do not walk in the road. Like the road yeah. is not for, the highway is not for pedestrians. If you're protesting on the highway and you get hit, sorry, buddy, but that's on you. Um, but I think otherwise, I think, yeah, absolutely, you should be able to protest wherever the fuck you want. I don't care, as long as it's not private property. Um, 
and at that point, I think you should be able to be shot. <laughs> if you're if you're told to leave and you don't, I think you should be able to be shot. But you cannot force me to get a license for something that I have a constitutional right to, especially the Second Amendment, where the thing is only what ten words long, the damn thing, and it's it's so like blatant and like in your face. The right of the people shall not be infringed. Period. And every single gun law we have is honestly an infringement. But <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're infringing all over the place on this shit. Like I, I get the point. I get what you're trying to do, and it doesn't affect me. So if it did, I'd probably have a problem with it. If I was a criminal, I might be a little furious. Uh, oh yeah, it, in the Judogi says, I believe in the UK you have to pay a yearly tax if you own a TV. Um, We'll have to ask little Lottie, our, our UK fan. Yeah, so little Lottie, this is proof to see whether or not you listened. Uh, let us know, <laughs> send yeah. a DM or or tag us or something saying if there's any truth to that. Uh, but I think I get why they would say if you are a felon, you can't own a gun. I think that should be amended to where if it was a crime that involved violence, I think maybe there's a re- like there's something there to that. I think I agree largely with a lot of the questions that they ask on the form when you buy a gun or whatever. Uh, yeah. I was reading uh, Jake oh, Coop's comment. <laughs> Go ahead and do the impression. <laughs> Oi, you got a license for that butter knife? <laughs> is that a pretty that good That is British? a good one. That's a good cockney. <laughs> I remember when I did it to the Wendy's and I sounded Australian. I kept saying, mate. Mate. Get back in the car, mate. <laughs> He doesn't have any money. Yeah, can't you see these people? T- they can't even afford new furniture. <laughs> Don't go around burning people's feet. The, uh, they can't even afford new furniture. Can't you see they don't have any money? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 where I was driving at. It's like I think I largely agree with their hearts are in the right place with a lot of this stuff, but you're just not gonna get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, they want us to like register every, at the point of sale after the, in, the enacting this bill. At the point of sale, that gun would be registered in your name, and all this shit would be like publicly available, from what I read. Um, and they would. Uh, where was I going with that? Um, I don't know. Oh, I, and then, I, and then back. We. I know we only have twenty minutes. But I kind of want to double back and talk about the Disney stuff because, okay, you know, I'm, right. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer that, like, Disney is the evil corporation. Like, I have this, like, well, you know, I, I regularly, like, <laughs> let's be honest, I regularly put on the tinfoil hat. But lately, as of late, right, um, but I've been really giving a lot of thought to how, like, the, like Disney is the evil corporation. Like, you have to think of it in terms of, like, where they got their beginnings to where they are now. Like, you've got a company that, like, their goal is to create customers for life, right? So you start out small, you you appeal to the kids, and you get the kids involved in it. You've got Disneyland, you've got all the Disney merchandise, stuff that kids, especially young girls, can't do without because they're all princesses, right? Which is, like, the worst thing to tell a girl growing up. You're a princess, and Prince Charming will someday come and save you. Like, this is what they're... This is where they got their start, right? Like, that's how it began. And then it evolves into, like, all this, like, liberal crap or whatever, which who who knows how they double back on that considering all their old racist cartoons, right? Like, you know, what's that one, the South with the yippee, 
What is it, Zippity Doodah? Remember that? That was no. Crazy. You're thinking of uh, the Crows, the Jim Crows, right? <laughs> yeah, from out the Dumbo. Yeah, those guys were hilarious, freaking frack. They were, they were hilarious. But um, but Disney is this corporation that like they've been creating customers since children, right? From since day one, this is what they've been doing. They create customers since they're children, and then they just peddle this like false hope, like worse than like religion right even because you have to pay for it first of all and second of all because it's like it's giving all these like horrible ideas that are just so wrong to teach children even now it's gotten so much worse dude like so much worse although i i i have to argue that like um pixar does a pretty good job like like okay i watched that <laughs> onward you know i loved onward i i <laughs> let me tell let me go ahead and uh, I was I was thinking you. of that joke that we we were talking about when you were here about the what if um what if toys had feelings <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. want to tell that joke? No, no, you do it. You do it. <laughs> All right. So so the thing is, Pixar's movies in in order are basically, you know, somebody says, well, "What if toys had feelings?" Then you get Toy Story. And then, "Well, what if cars had feelings?" Then you get Cars. And then you get to what was the next one? What if feelings had feelings? And then you get inside out. And then it's and then you get to um, what's the new one? Soul. <laughs> what if black people had feelings? <laughs> and then you get and then you got that movie. So yeah, that's all no, Pixar I'm, is. I watched on. You know, Onward is up for is up for the um, uh, Golden Globe or whatever. Which it's also up there with a few other good ones. But my my vote is for Onward. Like if you haven't watched Onward. Watch Onward, Onward, dude, it's so good. What it's is, like one of those movies that like the whole time you're appreciating the whole thing. Even Chris Pratt and um, what's Spider Boy? What's his? What's that actor? Tobey Maguire. Gonna no, cry? not not <laughs> not Bully Maguire. <laughs> I don't remember. His. I know, I know who you're talking about. Little the Spider Man. Little yeah, but it's great. I loved it. Onward. Was great. Definitely watch it if you if you haven't had a chance to watch. Definitely watch it. It's a good one. Actually, I I can't knock any of the Pixar films. Honestly, I can't. Like I like as far as Disney goes, everything else Disney like puts out aside from Pixar to me is just complete garbage. Like total gar like dude, like did you see this Cruella crap? Like are you I kidding? didn't watch the trailer because are I you heard kidding? you know what? Like there's what? a uh, there's an individual that I follow on here. I don't remember her name. Um uh on Twitter. I just know of her as like Mac and Cheese because her name is Mac and then her dog's name is Cheese. So like I know of them as Mac and Cheese because I'm like just as happy to look at the pictures of her puppy as any as any of her commentary on uh, libertarianism, which I don't believe in libertarianism, but she's an anarcho-capitalist. Uh, so I respect her, a lot of her opinions on, on the matter. Um, she had actually uh, talked about how Cruella de Vil, Emma Stone, very talented actress. I think she's a very good actress in, in most of the was things it, that she's in. Wait, Emma Stone in the new one? Yeah. Yep, yep. The old one was Glenn Close. See, mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. the old one. Well, okay, we're talking reboot. The original Cruella DeVille yeah. was the best one. So the you, one know what, you know what's really funny to me is um, we're, we're at a point where, like, Disney is rebooting their cartoons into yeah. live-action movies, right? And I get it. They're just trying to make a quick buck, and they're just trying to recreate some of this. They don't have to do anything. It's like so bereft of original ideas yeah. that, they, that they're just doing their old ideas again with Childish Gambino instead this time. Uh, but, and, and then, like, what a bigger disappointment than Aladdin. <laughs> there isn't one. 
Uh, uh, that's so bad and that it's I didn't Guy even watch Ritchie it. too. I'm so. Oh man, I wanted to watch that. But, you know, Guy Ritchie. Right, right. I love Guy Ritchie. That's my guy. Like all of his movies, I've seen them all. I'm a huge fan. I love his directing style. And then Aladdin comes out, and it's all directed by Guy Ritchie. And I'm like, I didn't even watch it. What? I couldn't. I, couldn't <laughs> I, I I I didn't even know, frankly, that it was his. Uh, but I, I didn't hear anything good about it, right? But now, what do we know about 101 Dalmatians and, like, the history of that movie? It was originally a cartoon, and then they made a live-action movie of it with Glenn yeah. Close, like you're talking about. Now they're just they, doing another live-action of the movie. There two 101 Dalmatian movies. There was two of them. Oh, man, I don't... Yeah, and now they're doing one about Cruella DeVille as the good guy. What? That's what it, you didn't see that it's called. The, that's why the Babylon Bee they put one out <laughs> of the alien from Aliens. And it's all <laughs> Queen. <laughs> yeah, Queen. I uh, yeah, it's big, ridiculous. Big ups to uh, Babylon Bee there, uh, but no, that's what that's what pissed me off a little bit about it because I'm like, wait, what, didn't we already have 101 Dalmatians the movie, the live action movie, and uh, yeah. and now we're getting another one like. Yeah. And then she was talking about this chick that I was talking about just a second ago. She's actually a fan of the show, believe it or not. She likes the Matt Squatch stuff more than she likes us, believe it. But but whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, Nobody really likes us. <laughs> Nobody comes here for us. They come yeah. here hoping that Matt Squatch will be on. That's why we don't tell you guys when Matt Squatch is on the show. Um, so you have to sit through the whole thing. And then we only bring him in for the last five minutes of the show. Uh, but she was talking about how um, Emma Stone was doing some like stupid feminist stuff in it. Like, I am woman, hear me roar, and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I um, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't even bother with it. Here's something funny, though, that I do want to, I did want to talk about it. And I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to talk about it. But it was this funny joke that I did the other day. Uh, somebody had posted about Sleeping Beauty. They posted a picture of Sleeping Beauty. And then Prince Charming kissed her on the lips. And it says, here's how you know men are total degenerates. They'll walk through the woods, find a dead body and kiss it or whatever. And I said... <laughs> And, and my response to that was, well, that was a kiss goodbye after all the other horrible things that he did to the body. <laughs> but And then it made me, like, I thought my, my joke could have gone so much further, but I didn't want to do it there because I knew we could do it here. Um, can you imagine, right, you're, you're like Anakin in that meme that I shared, like, you're, you're walking home and you come across a naked dead body, yeah. and he's like, I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah your favorite meme. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I shouldn't. <laughs> Uh, but you do that, but you and then you do you do it against your own your own advisement against your own better yeah. judgment. Uh, the Anakin on your shoulder, you uh, you do it. You go through. You do whatever horrible things you want to do to this body, and then at the end, because you're a gentleman, you kiss it on the lips because you know it put <laughs> up. It did, it did all this nice stuff for you. Um, it served as it served as several holes for you for a, an undisclosed period of time, and at the end you just kiss it on the lips because you're like, thank you, uh, thank you for thank you for your service. <laughs> you know, I, uh, hold I on, hold on, read. let me finish. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and and you kiss it on the lips, and then it comes to life, and it's filled with all your <laughs> whatever filth you left inside of it, and oh. all the all the terrible things that you did. Maybe you put your fist inside it, one or two of the oh. holes of, of many. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it wakes up. It wakes up, and it's, like, confused because she was put to sleep by a witch, right? After touching a thimble or touching the, the needle on the... the yeah, okay, okay <laughs> so yeah. She sure. wakes up confused, and she's like, 
Why does my jaw hurt? <laughs> why does my asshole hurt? Why do yeah. my feet? Why are my feet sticky? You know, like every. <laughs> why are my nipples bitten off? You know, like all this like, gross stuff that you do to a dead naked body, and 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 and, and you have to explain to her like. I, you have to lie at that point, right? Because you're like, I just found you like this. <laughs> I just splashed some water on your face. <laughs> but now you can't do that because of DNA evidence. You can't, because you, you gotta like flee, flee the scene. Otherwise, they're gonna know. They're gonna be like, oh, well, can we get a DNA swab off you? And you're like, ah, shit. Because <laughs> you know, then they're gonna do the sex, the rape test. Yeah. And they're gonna find out it was yeah. you because you left all your fluids inside of her. Uh, you've got like bite marks on your knuckles from where you like fisted her throat. <laughs> oh, this is oh. the untold story of Sleeping Beauty. And what's worse is there are other guys who came before you who were not as gentlemanly and they did yeah. not kiss her to wake her up. So you're not only. <laughs> yeah, that's like that, that, that Norm MacDonald joke when he says that he says, My wife's in a coma. And the doctor said, Well, why don't you try. You know, sometimes it works if you give oral, if, if you give oral or, or do oral sex with them, it'll work, or sometimes it'll wake them up. And so he comes back and he goes, Doc, she's choking. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was going to be a joke about like, well, I tried, but it was oozing some kind of like creamy, white, sticky, slimy fluid. Uh, <laughs> no, it was him. And then the doctor's blushing. <laughs> I know, I know that now. <laughs> I went a different I direction with the joke. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, in honor of, of the great Rush Limbaugh, we should do it. We should, I have a quote here from him since we've been ranting about fe feminism ruining movies. Here's the quote uh, from Rush Limbaugh: "Feminism was established so as to allow unattractive women easier <laughs> access to the mainstream society." That's true. <laughs> Isn't that true? You know, when I read that, I thought, I feel like I've said something very similar to that before. It sounded familiar as you were reading it. Um, yeah. There was actually, speaking in the same vein of uh, shitting on feminism and all that. I thought I had it. Oh, there it is. Um, I was going to say, let, we could we could do a shot to the, uh, the greatest of oh, all yeah. time radio <laughs> host. <laughs> Yeah, to rush. That was today, man. That was today. When a woman <laughs> has scholarly inclinations, there is usually something wrong with her sexual organs. Do you know who said that? No, who said that? Friedrich Nietzsche. Really? <laughs> that dude shit on what women all the care? time. Mister, I believe in nothing. We believe in nothing, <laughs> I am a nihilist. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that dude shit on women all the time. I really like one of one of his quotes that uh, that I really enjoy is um, what, what, while shitting on women uh, is woman was God's second mistake. And uh, you'll hear a lot of people argue that I've heard I've seen like some real like MGTOW guys and like real meninist guys uh, go this full thing where they're like, no, creation in general was a mistake. He fucked up with the animals or whatever. And no, the, it's man was the first mistake and woman was the second mistake. <laughs> but he's more concerned with like pointing out that woman was God's second mistake. 
uh, or that women were a mistake in general. But that's the, that's the funny thing about Friedrich Nietzsche is he was um, really anti-women uh, because he couldn't get laid. He was trying to fuck his buddy's wife like his whole life, <laughs> and he couldn't yeah. make it happen. And uh, yeah, he couldn't get laid. Really, Did really like smart get, guy. They give him like acid. They gave him LSD before he died. Maybe, probably. Yeah, that's what I happened. Mean, on his deathbed, he was dying of syphilis, yeah. like losing his mind, and he was just like, "Give me LSD," and then he like slipped into some like trip balls while he died. Yeah, wow. he had That's a wicked mustache too. Did you remember his mustache? Yeah, of course. I model my own mustache after his yeah. mustache. Um, but yeah, the uh, Rush Limbaugh man. V, do you, do you want to tell them why we haven't uh, like called anybody out about? Uh, talking shit about rush (laughs) well let's be honest we can't we can't get mad at people that are talking shit about rush limbaugh's death today because we pretty much danced on ruth bader ginsburg's grave (laughs) we just shit all over ruth bader ginsburg so we're not gonna like be hypocrites that's one thing that we will stand by is that we're not hypocrites (laughs) even though everybody's like all these liberals right now are shitting all over uh you know poor rush limbaugh we're, we're, we can't really say anything because we totally talk shit about, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, we and really... John McCain. How many times a day do I say something fucked up about John McCain publicly? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so let it be known. We're not hypocrites. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to let it slide as much as we want to be like, oh, that's fucked up to talk about the dead like that. Because he's our dead, right? Uh, he's yeah. one of our tribe. Uh, we're not going to take a stand against liberals bashing Rush Limbaugh because we essentially fucked the corpse of Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> to, the, to ash. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so that's why we haven't said anything. Yeah. Even before she was dead, we were making jokes oh, yeah. about her no being doubt. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, yeah. Even well, Fox News was. Uh, everybody was talking about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg was dead. I'm still not completely certain that she is any more dead now than she was two years ago. Um, I look back on that period of time and I wonder. Remember, she was in the hospital every 20 minutes. Like they would admit her, and just as soon as she got her discharge papers, like they'd get in the car, and at that time, all of a sudden, she'd develop pancreatic cancer. Like, <laughs> as soon as she got out of the hospital, just, oh, there goes my pancreas. Like, why? I, I, I can't bet, taste, I, I can't bet. feel my tongue. <laughs> oh, tongue cancer. I bet, I bet she's like the librarian in hell right now. She's like, she's like, when you go to hell, and they're like, you gotta know the Dewey Decimal System, and you go, they take you to the library, there's Ruth Bader Ginsburg trying to teach you about the Dewey Decimal System. And it's like it's such you know, an outdated system. They're like, Ruth, we don't use the we don't use the we're timeless here in hell. We're outside the yeah, realm of time hell, and space. We don't like we don't use that antiquated system of the Dewey Decimal System. And she said, in in here, you will use the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> like with her finger in Satan's nose, like well, you yeah. will use the Dewey Decimal System. She's got like hair on her lip. Like like remember in Bill and Ted's <laughs> bogus journey? When he, when Bill he's all Granny S Preston, <laughs> and it's in the, she's all give me a kiss, and she's got all this hair and like moles with like hair coming out that's of it, and what, her teeth are all. That's what she looked like. In that's life. what yeah. yeah, she looked like I think in hell. That, 
you know what we do in order to finally like in, in order for us to like get out there and really like lay into these liberals who are talking shit about Rush Limbaugh what we need to do is we need to apologize to Ruth Bader Ginsburg but do we do that oh no no I have my pride <laughs> when's the last time you apologized me <laughs> uh, I mean I'm sure there's been a time I don't know. You know, as much shit as I talk about not apologizing to people, I'm like the first. I won't say I'm sorry, like unless I really mean it, and it's so rare that I say I'm sorry. Uh, but I'll say my bad, which is like people <laughs> no. see that as an I'm sorry, but it's really not. It's just like Oops. no. You know, you know, what my favorite sorry is my favorite sorry is when you when somebody asks for an apology and then you apologize to them about their behavior <laughs> you go i'm sorry that you're this way <laughs> i'm sorry that I'm you sorry. Find, that you took offense to this yeah. yeah i'm sorry that all that built up and then you got mad about it i'm yeah, sorry you apologize you, no you apologize for yeah <laughs> you apologize for everything except for the thing that they want you to apologize and like yeah. people are so petty about that they'll sit there and wait for you to apologize for that one thing like oh i scuffed somebody's fucking shoe and they're like you owe me an apology for smudging my shoe it's really not that big of a deal because it's not like i hang around with people who buy those fucking 1200 dollars jordans but right you know like somebody's like oh come on man i just bought these shoes you know and they want you to apologize they won't necessarily say it but you're like oh yeah, whoops you know and then they're like no i like i'd like to get an i'd like to hear an apology like i'd like to hear that you're at least sorry for smudging yeah. the shit out of my shoes and, it's just and, like a belittling thing. That's all it is. Yeah, they just want some kind of payment because you know you know you know they're not. They know you're not going to pay for new shoes or clean for the shoes, but they just want that apology. And it becomes a petty thing. They need an apology for that thing. You're like, well, I'm sorry that you spent that much money on shoes. And I, then they're like, I had this <laughs> scenario happen to me that's similar to this. I don't. I, maybe it was Jameis. No, I don't know who was with me. <laughs> But I got out of my car and I opened my door like too fast. And so it hit the car next to me. And the guy was getting out of his car at the same time. And he goes, hey, man, what the fuck, dude? Like, what, dude? And I was like, oh, my bad, dude. You know, like, whatever. And he's like, dude, come on. And I was like, what, do you want to take my information down? And he goes, well, no. <laughs> and I go, well, what's the problem, dude? Like, what's the problem? He's like, just, you know, be careful. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like totally left like a ding in his car too like so like whatever dude like I don't give a shit about your it's, car he could have scratched my car and I would have come back and been like well that's what happens that's what happens I wouldn't have been upset because I probably deserved that but he didn't do shit except for take my shit I, I necked his car nicked his car and then was like what are you gonna do about it <laughs> what, are you gonna do? what do you want me to call my insurance about your neck dude I'm gonna have the pain. Are you really gonna call? Like, are you gonna go down? Because I'm gonna take a picture right now. And that's what you do. You're like, all right, well, I'm gonna take a picture of the damage. And if all of a sudden it comes back that I fucking totaled your car, then yeah. that's gonna be a problem. If it's anything more than this nick, then it's gonna be an issue. Then then I'm not paying for it. I like you're I'm being generous right now. And you know what's right. funny is most people don't even bother with insurance anymore because it's just like it's just stuff, man. Like, yeah. I'm sure if you fucking, like, rear-ended somebody, that would sometimes be an issue if you left, like, legitimate damage. But, like, cars are built in such a way now 
and people are just so fucking poor and lazy that like you could hit somebody's car like really like lay into it with your car door and leave a dent and people would just be like it's gonna be more of a hassle for me to call my insurance than it would be just for me to like blow this off entirely so they just like yeah. give up people are lazy yeah. that's the benefit to modern society is people are just right. fucking lazy um, yeah but yeah that's that's that's, that's one of my favorite right. things now that's is very- you realized all the steps that he would have to take for that stupid Nick that he complained about. You have to like point it out to them though. Sometimes you'd be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to hold on. Let me get out a sheet of paper and a pencil. Do you have a pencil? You know, or do you have a pen?" <laughs> uh, and then they're like, "Most people don't carry a pen." Well, they're like, "Well, I got my phone. I'll just type it in and be like, oh, I'm not comfortable leaving my information on the cloud like this. Uh, let's get a sticky note. <laughs> you got a sticky note? And you like make put it all on them. Be like, I'll give you my information, but you gotta fucking." You know, give, give me a piece of paper and I'll write it down. And then, like, at a certain point, and then you're going on and on about, well, you know, when you call, it's weird because I changed my name legally. So the no- name that's on here is not the name that you're going to get. I mean, you could write that down, but they're probably not going to recognize it because I had my name legally changed. I haven't gotten the new card yet. So you're going to have to tell them my old name. And then you, like, give your middle a name and all this other shit. And then they're like, you know what? I'm fucking over it. I'm done. I got it to places to be. And that's the other thing is people are in such a rush to get to places that, like, nobody cares anymore. Like, nobody yeah. wants to take the time to do things oh. the right way. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just like, if I can't do it right this second, and that's a problem that I have too, is like when you can order stuff online for probably cheaper than you would for like, if you're at the mall or whatever, um, you're like, well, I could order this from Amazon and have it in two days, or I could buy it now and have it now. Um, Or like video games now, nobody buys physical video games except for like old heads like us. Uh, You you buy, you buy it because you want the physical copy in hand. You want to hold it. And then people are like, well, you could just download the thing off of um, <laughs> off of Steam or off of whatever. Uh, yeah, that's nah, right. Huge, I, man. I could order it, but I'd have to wait till I get home, and I'm going to wait for it to download, I'm going to have to wait for this, I'm going to wait for that. If I just buy the disc, it's going to cut the time that I have to wait for the fucking game. And then you don't even end up playing the game for a week anyways, because, you know, you fucking, whatever. We're adults, and we have adult shit to do. Um what do you got to shill today, V? I know I said I was going to take your time. I was going to reclaim your time, oh, but I'm not. You're going to let me shill, dude? Yeah. Please, let me please shill. do. I'm going to ask okay, politely that you shill. Right. First of all, but thanks shilling. for showing up, guys. As always, we appreciate you showing up. Our friends, you know, there's nothing greater than having your friends show up to your podcast and, like, listen to just two guys talk. Like, that's real. let's be honest. That's what this is. It's just me and Tom getting on a phone call and talking to each other, <laughs> which we love that you guys show up and we appreciate it as always. Don't forget to follow us on all the social media sites that we do not support because they're not, you know, safe media and they're all trying to censor you or whatever. But go follow us on there anyways. Right. Do that. Um, buy some of our merch. We've got a ton of cool shirts that are on there. The Jacob shirt is my favorite right now. I even bought one. Um, we're still doing the giveaway for the shower curtain, so if you take a screenshot of the 400 or 700 subscribers um, and send it to me, DM, uh, I will buy you a shower curtain of the Bigfoot variety or if whatever design you prefer from the You Had Me at Bigfoot uh, merch. Um, so don't forget, don't forget to do that. The contest is still going on. Um, also, I'm always looking for uh, cartoonists and you know uh, artists and animators you know we have a few projects that we're working on that 
um, trying to get made. So, you know, if you know any artists or you have any friends that want to be in the film industry, um, send them my way. I, I, again, Tom and I will talk to anybody. So if you hit us up on Twitter, we're definitely going to reply back and we're definitely going to talk to you. It's not like we're too good to talk to you or anything. <laughs> so don't forget to do that. Um, I think that's it. Did I forget anything? Did I forget anything? No. I don't think so. No. I think they're talking. They're talking in the chat. Uh, it's not the sex squatch episode that we did. The the munge and all that shit. They're talking about the munge and the pink sock and all that. Oh, the Look pink at, sock. Um, here's what you do, and here's gonna be my pitch, because I don't know if you guys do this or not. Um, if you go to YouTube and you look at uh, the descriptions, I do a funny description of the episode. And it's not really even a description of the episode, honestly. It's uh, it's loosely. Like, if you watch the episode, you'll get the jokes that are said in it. But it loosely resembles what the episode is. And I know the episode... So if you go and you look at the descriptions all the way back to our very first episode, there's funny descriptions for every single episode. And same thing with the, the thumbnail or the pictures, like the episode pictures or whatever. There's a quote with each one that changes with every single one. that ha It's an inside joke for the episode. Uh, so if you guys go back and look at all those, you'll get a chuckle maybe. Uh, but go and look in the descriptions. And we each have silly titles in the, in the description. So it'll say, uh, for instance, the episode that you guys are looking for, if you're trying to figure out which one it was, it, one of us is labeled the Cincinnati... Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm called uh, Cincinnati Pink Socks Pitcher. Um, because it was like I made up fake sports titles for us. And uh, I was the pitcher of the Cincinnati Pink Sox. Uh, that's the one that has the Pink Sox and the Mungers joke uh, that we talked about. You had a guess that day, right? I don't remember. I remember I we were talking we about... You know what? It was the devil. Uh, you had me at the devil. I'm, I'm just giving it away. It's the, oh, <laughs> you had yeah, me at the devil. That's the devil. Because we were talking yeah, about all the gross sex positions yeah. that you can do. With and how devil. banging the devil is actually cold. It's not hot. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyways, I, I, I do encourage you guys, if you recall, anytime there's a new episode, we post uh, the picture of the episode thumbnail. And then it says yeah. there's like some of the description is there. There's the same formula for every single episode. If you go back through, you'll probably get a chuckle at some of the descriptions. Uh, but yeah, go do that. That's going to be my pitch for this week. Uh, if you haven't already followed us, follow us on Twitter. You had me at pod, or you had me podcast, and V is V underscore Weenus. And we're also on Instagram for now until they start instituting this anti hate speech policy in the direct direct messages. Uh, which is funny. They said that they they were going to suspend any accounts that use hate speech in the direct messages, as if we don't do hate speech directly in the original like <laughs> actual post. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if uh, we're 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 all in all that bullcrap, uh, you had me podcast and V, you can find them on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Had a blast. Had a fun time. I know we, we were supposed to have a topic today, but uh, I had homework and we phoned it in. So we're doing that episode. <laughs> we're doing that episode next week, and we are finishing up. Uh, and then we're going to start Mike's. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you what the theme is or what the topic is. Oh yeah, um, we're, we've got a good promo in the works for that. I'm looking forward to that being done. So yeah, I think you guys are going to get a kick out of it because it's actually taking a great deal of effort, far more effort than it took for the Jake Hoop episodes. But um, the Jake, yeah, the Jake Hoob episodes. 
so I think you guys will get a kick out of that. And it's so far, it's passed the V sniff test. So he's he's approved yeah. of it it's so far. So I don't have to go back and mess with it anymore. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do in the next couple, in the coming weeks. We're going to start the, the Mike and Manitoba series. Mike, I do have to warn you, we have a, our, our super fan actually got with me uh, last week and decided to contest your being the greatest fan because he's actually been a fan of ours since 2007. Uh, so you may have, um, you may have to battle the super fan to the death. Uh, in order to maintain your title as the the biggest our biggest fan, uh, other than that, I got nothing for you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhadmeatbigfoot.com.